Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm ready whenever y'all are. Oh, y'all gotta come. Y'all come get y'all juice. (laughs) Come get y'all juice. Y'all stop running around upstairs and come get y'all juice. (laughs) We have a full house here, ladies and gentlemen. It's a celebration episode. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Che- it is. You got your drink? Yeah, I got my juice. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh, my goodness. What are we cheersing to? We're cheersing to... I don't to, know, Zoe. What are we cheersing um, to? Oh, round of applause. We are cheersing to 50 episodes of The Relentless Diaries. We are cheersing to a million likes on TikTok. And we're cheersing to my late grandpa. I'll get into that a little bit. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Yes, sir. I'll take a sip before I start. Um, yeah. I got you. Ah, okay, on. yeah, we're drinking right now, you guys, because my grandpa's one of my... Oh, oh child. Sorry. <laughs> we're drinking right now, because I was one of my grandpa's favorite drinks. Um, but What's yeah. on the intro? Huh? Oh, sorry. That's my intro. Sorry. <laughs> like Zoe, mama, I go... Relentless. What up, Zoe? Relentless. Shut the fuck up, Clyde! Except Trey. Period. No, I'm kidding. I hear people say that. Um. Anyways, yeah, everyone, welcome to episode 19 or 20? 20. 20. What's wrong? You Never good? mind. Continue. Okay. Welcome to episode 20 of the Relentless Diaries. Um. I'm your girl, your main host, Big Zoe, here with my two guys. Two weeks felt very long. Um. But yeah, y'all go ahead. Because we were in between, like, the yeah. rolling, rolling Loud and everything. We yeah. were seeing each other every, like, three days. Yeah, I'm going to see no It's coming man. back, though. Next week, we're, we're, we're doing a doubleheader, right? Uh, facts. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Scooty in the hoodie, like A Boogie. It's your boy Chizor, a.k.a. Poppy Trey, a.k.a. the Toronto Taylor, a.k.a. the president of Faithful Black Men Association. Don't chase me, chase your dreams. You heard? Mr. Flying Jiggy, Clyde Smitty, the rapper, actor, podcaster. Make the money come faster. You know. Period. Um, you're serious, 
Yeah. Okay. No, so no yeah. bombs for myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been a long two weeks. Uh, we have a lot on the topic list. Um, but if you do follow me on social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, you would have seen that my grandfather passed away. Um, it'll be a week from when this episode. So on October fifth, on Wednesday, um, I didn't really speak about it much. I think on the podcast, but he did pass away from prostate cancer that ended up spreading. Uh, I don't want to cry, but. My grandpa was probably, like, one of the most important people in, like, my entire life. Um, you know, he, my dad passed away, which most people know my dad passed away at a really young age. I talk about that all the time. So, for, like, the last 20 years, my grandpa's been there all 26 years of my life. For the last 20 years, he was, like, my dad. And he passed away. But he was here for 86 years. You know what I'm saying? He started a beautiful family. He had left a beautiful house behind, a beautiful wife behind my grandma. And I'm definitely still in, like, the grieving process. But I wanted to come here and, you know, celebrate him. And I knew this was a big episode for us and just celebrate us and you guys being here and supporting me. So I appreciate that. And, yeah, I think – and I feel like I don't want to talk about grief too much, but I think, like, how important it is to, like – I feel like grief can be a very sad thing and I think it would be a very beautiful thing at the same time. Uh, One thing my friend said to me recently is, like, grief brings out what a – person really is or how a person really I guess acts it's revealing it's very revealing right and um most of my family I will say this has really brought us closer together where like we appreciate each other more we're gentle with each other um and we're really just there and you know I was there when my grandfather passed like he I was literally there like I watched him as like he took his last breath and you know I always thought like because my dad died really sudden and I wasn't there like it was my mom who was there right And I always thought, like, I never want to witness anyone I love die. Like, I don't want to be in the room. I don't want to hold their hand. I don't want to see a dead body, any of that stuff. But I would say it was probably one of the saddest days of my life, one of the most beautiful days of my life, because I really, I truly believe my grandfather went to heaven. Like, I definitely, I feel like I witnessed that transition for him. And I think that he always wanted to die at home. And when he was alive, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm letting you die at home. Like, there's no way you're going to die in this house. Um, but like I said, it was a really beautiful thing. And my family was really, we rallied around him. And, you know, even though it was emotional and we cried, um, it really, truly brought us together. And we were able to give my grandfather that wish. And, yeah, I mean, he we had his body there for a few hours. And I just, I held his hand and I was talking to him. And, yeah, I think people, like I said, grief, we think of grief as a very negative thing sometimes. But I also think grief can be a very beautiful thing where you can, like, talk through things and you can discover things about yourself and discover things about your family. But, on the other hand, not to get too into it, but grief can also bring out a very negative side of people, right? Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of things come out with people I would have never expected through grief, and it's like, is this really you, or is this the grief making you act this way, right? So, like I said, whenever there's a death in the family, it, it's difficult, but um, I just wanted to give kudos to my grandfather for being probably one of the best men I've ever seen or experienced in my entire life. Thank you. Um, and like who I am today is definitely, he played a huge part in that. So he did 86 years in this life. Yeah, that's a long applause. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did 86 years in this life and I'm grateful to be his granddaughter. So, you know. Rest in peace. Can we yeah. celebratory bomb? Yeah, celebratory right, bomb, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, One time. But yeah, I just wanted to give that little spiel because I know people were like, oh, like, you know, people, and honestly, like, anyone who sent me, like, a condolence message or, you know, shared their story with me or even, like, sent me flowers, like, I, that was the only, I think one of the only things that generally got me through, like, the last couple of days was just knowing that so many people, like, 
people who I haven't spoken to in years who remember coming to my grandparents' house or a house party I had at their house. They're like, yo, like, my condolences. Like, that house meant, you know, you ha- your grandfather welcomed us in the house when we were kids. Like, you know, we had that, like, house in the block everyone came to for barbecues, parties, secret parties they don't know about. Whatever. <laughs> so every single condolence message that I had comment, I genuinely appreciate it. Like when I posted the photo of me and my grandpa, like I bawled, like writing that caption, I was crying the entire time, like reading every single comment. I was literally crying, but not crying, obviously crying out of sadness, but like just crying. Cause people like people took time out of their day to say like my condolences, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know how much he meant to, you. even though I, I didn't know him, I've been in his home, you know, I've said hi to him. I know how much he meant to you. So I'm sending you prayers and light. That means a lot to me. So anyone who sent me anything or just like said a comment or a message, whatever, I genuinely appreciate it. Cause even though I might not have responded in the moment or still haven't responded, I read it and maybe I was too emotional to respond, but it genuinely meant a lot to me. So thank you for taking time out of your day to send me your well wishes. You strong, Zoe. Thanks. Oh, I just got my lash stuck. Yeah. Um, my lashes, I've cried off my lashes for the past five days. So my lashes might look crazy, but yeah. Um, but regardless, uh, this is a positive episode because, like I said, we've had crazy milestones. You tired already? Gotcha. <laughs> um, we've reversal had crazy, man getting ready. No, no reversal man's getting ready to reverse the card on us this entire episode. But yeah, a million likes on TikTok, which is crazy. Uh, I think that's a really good milestone for us. And 50 episodes. And 50 episodes over two years and, like, the amount of downloads that we have. Like, where we're at. Where sure. we're at for 50 episodes is, like... Really, really, really impressive. Like, so thank you to everyone. I've, I, the last two weeks, I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback from people that are supporters, listeners of, mm-hmm. of the podcast. So, so thank you, everyone, for getting us to this point. Million likes, 50 episodes. That's righteous. Appreciate right. it. 50 more coming. Yeah. So. Um, but I've, like, been offline but, like, online for the past, like, five days. So I don't really know, like, too much of what's... It's been a, it's been a crazy two weeks, though. So. Okay, so where do we want to start? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a, I, I, I don't know, the one that's most poignant to me, mm-hmm. a guy that we've talked about a lot, sung his praises on this, on this show a lot, Mr. West. Oh, jeez. <sighs> I'm not, okay, so I'm not even going to give Kanye West too much time on this podcast, not because I'm not, I, I love Kanye West, right? But I'm not going to let Kanye West rile me up. Because Kanye West is doing what Kanye West does, Literally. right? And that's trying to rile people up, trying to be that outside of the box, you know, thinker, startup, social media, discourse. I'm not letting Kanye West do that. So Kanye West will be Kanye West, and I will just be quiet. You know what my motivation for But I do was, not though? co-sign. I don't co-sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to let Kanye West ruin my day. That's I all I'm going to say. My, my goal was I wasn't going to let Kanye ruin Kanye for me. Exactly. You know, like I, you know what? Like, can't I just listen to graduation? Like, can't it just be that for me? You yeah. know, why, why like... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I had to tune it out because what he was doing was egregious, but not like nothing new either. Even the tactics that he was. What was that word? Egregious. Did I mispronounce it? I've never heard Egre- that before. In my <laughs> life. What word am I trying to say? Egregious. Egregious. <laughs> who is Greg? Egregious. <laughs> That's great. Oh, no, okay. I thought it was a real word. I was just trying to get clarification. That's like salmon or literally. <laughs> what the fuck? I Gregor. thought it was a real word. Egregious. Was what is it? How do you egregious. say it? Egregious. Egregious. I'm just going to stay away from that word. Egregious. I stay away from that word in general, but it was at the forefront of my mind. And 
had to have this moment then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry, before we get into edit, shout out to Manifesto for having us in our new space. Okay? Mm-hmm. I know I said last episode y'all could either vote for Red Table Talk, Trap House, or the third spot, which we'll be at. I <laughs> I appreciate all the votes coming in, but this is the spot where we remain. Some people like the Trap House. People did like the Trap House, and I was like, y'all better stop. Guys, I had to manually pick up the window and put it on the wall to stop the sound like yo when the window was off or the nut pillows and there was pillows full of nut (laughs) that's why the episode is called sorry for the nut because when we walked in there was like there's like i don't know if it's a nut stain but it it looked like looked like a crazy nut stain on the couch and we're like yo where the fuck are we like, what is this trap house we're in? It definitely wasn't a nut stain. I don't know, it man. It was definitely a slushy. Slushy's not white, white slushy like that, white. yo. Slushy's not, not white like that. But it was, I, I think it was like a white-flavored slushy. But it what would just melt and be clear. White. <laughs> you know, like white Gatorade? Or like a white Freezy? It would just melt and be clear. Like, that was clearly white. Like, white. Yeah, it was like milk. Yeah. Like a spoiled milk. you never seen a fat nigga nut? That's what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> What? Fat niggas nut more than regular. I never said that. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> Who said dude, fat niggas? Never nut seen a fat nigga nut. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Wait, guys, I never said that. This nigga's instigating. Guys, I've never said. I never said that. Turn lying. that mic off. He's already starting bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> You're muted until you have a point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, as a point, you said you never seen a fat nigga nut. So I said, hold on. <laughs> That's why they walk around with those towels, you know? Oh, ew. Well, not ew. I mean, everyone. everyone no, you heard her. Every- she said ew. Get her. <laughs> Get her. Everyone deserves to nut at any size that you are. I did that. that whatever we saw on that couch that day, I don't want to be Very involved well-rounded in that. Very well-rounded. Also, having at, in also <laughs> at any time that you guys please, don't be shamed if it was quick. You'll get her next time. You get I don't care. Okay, hold on, stop, stop. I don't know if you'll get her next time, but we will give you a second chance. You might, you might still not quick again, but we will give you that grace. But yeah. you might not get her next you time. At least, you at least need a second chance. Bobbin, have you ever like like a nigga nut like so quick? You're just like, okay, what the fuck? Did I waste my time. Absolutely, for? absolutely. I'm like, mm, maybe. That's why me and my old work don't speak. I still don't think that's fair. <laughs> me, me personally, I still don't think that's fair. That you're judged off of something that happened in your body that you can't control. It's not like pee. Like you can't hold your nut. You can hold it. How are you telling me? You can. <laughs> you can't hold. You could like try to do things to mentally make yourself delay that. You gotta action. think of really horrible shit. But it's dude. not like it's not like pee where it's like you can feel yourself like that you need to pee and you can physically like hold. I it. Like hold. Got, I've heard guys say that like you know they they know how to lot like prolong their nut. Yeah, yeah but that's like a mental. Yeah, but that's a mental thing. I'm talking about you can't physically hold it like how you can hold your pee. Oh. So there's nothing you can really do if you're past that point. Then you're past that point. What's the sickest thing you thought of just like to hold your nut like? How do we I get don't here? Know. This is I don't know. Topic list. I don't so know. So Trey's asking what you think of in order to not nut. Yeah. If basically. y'all say that, I just baby, do math. Out of here. I just do math or start rapping in my head. Start rapping in your head is crazy. Start rap. You start thinking of bars. You start. Yeah. Rapping. What What do you rap like? Like an actual song or like you're just freestyle? No, I'll right just there? freestyle just to take my mind off of it. Do a freestyle right now. Like, give me an example of a freestyle. What are the bars you're dropping? You're, drinks, I'll be like in the coochie bars. What I'll is be like, it? The wall is blue. 
But I am not number two. I'm number one. You know I come through and you know I got the gun. I don't hey. do it for fun. You know I never run. My hey. homie got the Thule and you know, you know, like something like that. If I'm throwing it back and a man is in, a man is in his head say, I'm not number two. I'm blue. I'm, I am sick. If you are looking in the sky That's why, and like, rapping if you look to back, yourself. I'm probably sure there's probably, they probably not noticed. But if a girl looked back one time, you just saw me mouthing, just. Can I? I was probably just what freestyling. The what the fuck? Why would, you, why would that happen? <laughs> and you might be getting into it. Like, start hitting dozens. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you're sick. You are. And you don't even notice that she, like, stopped and she's looking at you. You're like, oh. You know that that's increased when there's a mirror you can see yourself in. Oh. No? That's a real. That's what oh, you. When well, you can see yourself and you're like, okay, you know, okay. Like, start going yeah. extra. We need more women in the room. We need what the fuck oh, is going on? Oh, you had your. You had you had your. That's me. Hey guys, I had my what? Oh my god, you, you had, had your time. You had your moments with your. Yeah, this is our. This is our time now. You had your time last week too. Yeah, y'all were bombarding me last week with the Latin lover and all your bullshit. But anyways. Shit. Speaking of rap verses, since Tresor is rapping to prolong his nut, what question that I have, what is, or what do you think so is... so crazy for them to walk in. <laughs> I know, sorry. Yeah, guys, we just had uh, people walk in on us while we're recording until they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? But anyways, um, what do you think is the most well-known rap verse? I have two. In my mind, and okay, I have two. Okay, hold on. When we say like well known, like we mean like you think like everyone, everyone knows, knows this verse, like the whole verse, it, not necessarily maybe the like whole the first verse, couple like bars, the first few, like enough to where it's like you were rapping the verse. Okay, okay, go. I have two in my mind. Okay. I have for like the whole world. I feel like wait, world or okay, world is the crazy. world, the most well known rap this is verse how you in it, the yeah. world. Okay, I have two in my mind. I have. uh Lose Yourself by oh, Eminem. Oh, this was my answer, bro. Everybody knows that. That's my answer. No matter if you like it or not, you know All the verse. All I know is Mom's Spaghetti. Exactly. You know and, the every, verse. and everyone knows but that. But that's not a that. verse, though. That's just the word. No, but, but you... Mom's a sweaty. That. Something, something. Bomb, yeah, but mom's a heavy. But mom's everyone spaghetti. knows that. Okay, fine. Okay. Number two, you better not Fresh be. Prince of Bel-Air theme song. That's fair. I think a lot Yeah, that's a rap. It's a rap. It's a rap verse. Okay, okay. Okay. I would say those two. Clyde, what do you my, think? My most well-known, what I was going to say was exactly what he said. I think Lose Yourself, the opening verse to that, is the most well-known rap verse probably globally when it comes to hip-hop. Yeah. Like, I, I think, think that's so. true. I don't, my, my, my number two answer isn't necessarily what is the most popular. What I think is the best like rap verse that gets in, like, this is another word that I don't know how it's pronounced properly, and I don't want to do Gregorous? it. Gregorous? Interpolated? Inter- interpolated yeah okay i got the one right interpolated this yeah. verse um biggie's verse on notorious thugs i'm the dangerous ain't too many game to me that's no. like that's mm-hmm. a little difficult yeah I, little I, I know what you're talking no, but about you know how every rapper has like a verse where they like in they they use an element of that verse whether it's the flow whether it's starting it exactly i know what like you're that. talking yeah. i know what you're talking about but yeah uh but most popular i like yeah i would say lose yourself probably because the whites love Eminem, whites. but also I feel like everybody, everybody knows that verse. A majority of people, I would say like ninety, I would probably say like ninety percent of people who listen to hip hop probably know at least a few bars from that verse. Mm. Now I'm trying to think of my answer now. Actually, actually, the 
one I think like the most like real G's movement science like lasagna. Like that's the one where like my boys know just off by heart. Like if you hear six foot, seven foot, like that's the one. Yeah, Speaking that's of which, a millie might be very. I thought about a millie too. A millie might be. There. I thought about a millie too. Uh, I don't know if white people know a millie. Then. That's what I'm saying. Or in the club. I was gonna say in the club as like the the chorus. Yeah, fifty cents in the club, but, but people know the cor- or the verse of in the club. I think in the club was also like the most or many men song. Yeah, many men. Many men. I don't think. I, I don't I, think white people know many men. White people know. I have. Many a, I made a list once of the most iconic men. opening lines to songs, like songs. You have a list. Yeah, okay. like "Lose Yourself." Um, I think "Peso" with ASAP. Like I'm a pretty motherfucker. Like that's uh, that was big when it Problems came out. What I'm rapping. Um, that Tupac song "Hail Mary." I ain't a killer, but don't put. And everyone says that. Line. Or um, hit him up. The hit opening it. to hit him up. I feel like everybody. Nah, I took your mm. bitch, you fat motherfucker. Act up is pretty. Act up, you can get yeah. snatched up. No, the, the opening to act up. Oh, real ass. The bitch. girlies, the Remember? girls know that one. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, the bulls. I think "Can't Tell Me Nothing" is very iconic. Like that opening line. La 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 la. la. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they know yeah. that. Yeah, the they know. But that. no, I had a After dream that. I could have bombed away to heaven. heaven. That's yeah, like a, that part I don't know. I think that opening everybody knows that. But besides that, I don't know. Also, wait, are you done or I have? No, for the most part. Who do you think? Because I've had this debate too. Who do you think is the most famous rapper of all time? Like, just famous. Snoop. Jay-Z. No. I was going to say Snoop. Snoop, Snoop is Snoop. easily no. the most famous. I'll say Snoop, yeah. No. You think Jay-Z? i would say Snoop. 50 Cent says that he's more famous than Jay-Z, like worldwide. Yeah. Probably. I Snoop agree. is more famous than 50 Jay-Z. Cent. 50 Cent. 50 Cent's not more I famous agree. than Jay-Z. No, I 50 agree. Cent is not more famous than Jay-Z I worldwide. Agree. We're not talking about big. We're talking about, like, who your grandma knows, who someone in China knows, who someone in South Africa knows. Yes, because people, people know Jay-Z as Beyonce's husband. Even no, if they but don't people, know. But if you saw, if you just put a picture of 50 Cent and a picture of Jay-Z in front of a random person and said, who are these people? More people will say 50 Cent Facts. more than they would say Jay-Z. Mm-mm. And Jay responded so. to that yeah. on the God Did verse, right? People might know so. who Jay-Z is, but I don't think the I common think so. person would know his name. People know who 50 Cent, like, people know the name 50 Cent. Yeah. So I think people would know 50 Cent's face before they know Jay-Z's face. Mm, Who do you think is the most famous rapper? I agree that Snoop. Snoop Dead or alive? I'll say Snoop or Tupac. Sure. I I was going to say Tupac. You think Tupac's the most famous rapper ever? Dead or alive? Like, the most known? I would say Snoop I would say, yeah, or Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. I changed mine. Then Tupac. You think Tupac... Tupac is known today around the world. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Are we right. talking about well known or influence? Because I think Tupac no, well known. Just no, well known. Like, I don't think Tupac's well known like that. I think Drake may be what more well known than Tupac in today's day and age. Nah, I don't mm. think so. I don't think so. Tupac has had a lot of legendary moments, like the rapper with the nose ring. You know, yeah, the West the Side, the, the bandana. Yeah, he's icon- and he's influential. But the I, Thug I, Life tattoo. Like I feel like that. Those are very like key points. People are like, okay, that's Tupac. But I would still say I'd still say Snoop, yeah, Snoop for sure. I think the biggest rapper in the world, yeah, yeah, because Snoop has like crossed over so many genres and done so many things and has such a specific look and a specific name that I think Snoop, Kevin Hart, and Shaq are the most versatile like celebrities. They can Shaq. Help. Okay. All right. Rock. So now Kevin we're going to rock. Not, in the, in no, the rock, Kevin Hart sorry. is not. Mm-mm. Kevin Hart's versatile. Like, you may not like him, but he can. Kevin Hart is very versatile. Is he? He can host yeah. an award show yeah. and then do like his own thing on the side. He can be a big, like, he's guest doing the, or he's something. This, no, he's the same thing in everything he does almost. 
No, like, but people know him. Like, so are like all these inter- guys that were named. He's like international, though. But speaking of Shaq, okay, so who do you think is the most known basketball player? Shaq Michael or Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Not a question. I see why you're asking this question because, like, I, I think there's, like, Bro. I've, I've heard stats about, like, Shaq has sold more shoes than, like, Michael or something like that. Definitely. Um, but I do Well, think I don't know about that. We're talking okay, about more Jordans? No way I, Loki, I think Shaq's have sold more than Jordans. Shaq sells them in Walmart. There is They're no cheaper. Way. There's no yeah, way I don't know. There's no way you can tell me that, that Shaq's shoes were sold more than Jordan's. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Someone I think get so, the, yeah. All right, I'll do Someone it. pull it up. Like, you'd be surprised that Shaq's have sold a lot. But I will say that Michael Jordan is definitely more well-known, especially on a global scale. Bro, I, when yeah. I was in Dominican, I was drunk as hell. Not Dominican. I was in Mexico, and I was wasted, wasted. I, this is what I was so drunk, but I vividly remember this. I was drunk in the pool, and this guy was talking to me, and his um his accent was so like his or Spanish, I guess whatever. His accent was really really thick, and he was like, "Oh, like what's your name?" I said, "Zoe blah blah," and he was like, "Oh, like my name is Michael," and I said, "Michael Jordan," and I said, "Who?" He's like, "Michael," and I was like, "I still don't understand what you're saying." He's like, "Michael," and I was like, "What is that name?" He was like, "You know, Michael Jordan." Michael Jordan. And I said, "Michael Jordan. His name is Michael." Got it. Yeah, my accent was probably so terrible. I don't know. I was very drunk, but I was like, yo. He, until he said Michael Jordan, I had no idea what his name was. Uh, Michael Jordan is well-known. You know how when you go to a Latin country, has this happened to any other guy? <laughs> when you go to a Latin country and the people just call you like whatever black person they know? Yes. That happened to me in Mexico. I was walking by this group of guys and they're like, hey, Sean Kingston. No, like, you're a liar. I swear. No I swear way. My life. No way life. in hell. No, same thing happened to me. They came up to me. It was like, hey, weekend. Like, same thing. Okay, no. It's why they put me next to Jay-Z in the fucking yearbook. Like, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was definitely a stretch. Sean kicked this a stretch. You look but nothing I told you, like they Sean say, They just say whoever they know. They said Sean Kingston. That's Sean insane. Kingston. I can't find how many. If someone can find how many Jordans have been sold, I know that there's been 400 million Shaqs sold. I can't. I'm Googling everything I can. I can't find how there's many. There's definitely been more than 400 million since Jordan came out. I don't know. The only reason that They're I would exclusive. believe, the only reason that I would believe the Shaq thing is because Jordans, like are the. So exclusive. Jordans are exclusive. Like the size, like the run is smaller. They're more popular, but the run is smaller and they're more expensive. Like. Everyone had shacks as a kid just because mm-hmm. they were cheap shoes that your mom would just buy you at Walmart. Mm-hmm. So I can see Stefan Marbury's. Starbury's. What's the number for Jordans? Uh, for, I know it was 400 million for Shaq. I can't find, if you can find how many Jordans total ever have been sold, then. Do they even can, have that info? Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, I was struggling to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like I don't know how y'all going to find that. But yeah, I don't know. I think okay, that. Next, wait, hold on. Let's, because I like this. I love Next, this. <laughs> soccer player, most famous soccer player ever. Oh, what's his? I say Ronaldinho. Ronaldo's the Ronaldinho. most. Ronaldinho. No, Ronaldo. I saw a debate about Ronaldo most, between Beyonce today. He's like, the most followed person on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about the most known soccer player ever. Ronaldo. I say Ronaldinho. No, it's Cristiano. Ronaldo moves like a coke can out of frame and like or, coke stock drops wait, like actually, five billion dollars. Actually, like, I think no. I might change it. Ah, it might be. I don't know. I have a strong um, argument for David Beckham. No, no, not over, no, not over Cristiano. No, Mm-mm. but you're no. telling me you're picking Ronaldo over Ronaldinho? Yes, yes. Yeah, for most for well-known soccer player, most absolutely. Yes, I don't think so. What are you that's, seeing? That's what are you saying? Pa- yeah, give our TC the mic. You're saying Ronaldinho, you're or saying you're saying Ronaldinho? like Messi or something? Nah, for me, Ronaldinho would definitely be bigger than Ronaldo, just based off like. 
the run that he had and yeah. because he was like held in a positive light for so long before Ronaldo, I feel like he garnered wow. more fans. Is, is it an influence yeah. type? Thing? I think it's I like, don't know soccer as well. No, it's like the That's it's like the I would say it's, it's like, like it's like the Michael Kobe? No, it's like a Michael Jordan Kobe thing. Yeah. Where it's like Michael okay. Jordan was Michael Jordan before Kobe. Ronaldinho was Ronaldinho. And before Ronaldinho has Ronaldo. a very specific look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And Ronaldo, yeah. like, I don't think Ronaldo, Ronaldinho is doing the same thing on Instagram that Ronaldo is. Because he's not from this era, You know too. what I mean? That's like saying, okay, LeBron has more followers than Michael Jordan on Instagram. <laughs> so it therefore, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I say Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho looks very specific. That's a distinguished person. I'm not putting no, Messi I'm above not putting Messi Ronaldo above either. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. No. Because Messi kind of just looks like a guy. Like, if Messi's not in a soccer jersey, I don't feel like a lot of people would know Messi's face. <laughs> next European That's true. Man. That's, That's actually very true, I think. So. At least for me. Uh, I think football's a difficult one because they have helmets. I mean, Brady's Brady. <laughs> Probably Tom Brady, honestly, yeah. The most known football player? The or, or Did, did uh, Joe Madden play football? Forgive me. Who? Joe Madden, or was he? Yeah, just that's, a coach? isn't that isn't that why the oh no, why so he was just a game coach. is called Madden? No, or? no, 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 guys, OJ. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. OJ is the most uh, popular OJ might football be player. One of the most, yeah, <laughs> but not because of I mean because of football, but also not because of football. Because of his hits, but not really because of his hits. hockey. Are you going hockey? Are you going Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby? Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky for sure. PK Subban, nigga. Shout out. Are you kidding shout me? Out my guy PK Butts. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky over Sidney Crosby? Yes, yeah, Wayne yeah, Gretzky yeah, over sure, Sidney Crosby, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. But, and, but speaking of this conversation, I feel like when we get into this, it's because North Americans are so enclosed around North America. For example, Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen, the reports of them getting divorced, right? People are like, oh, she's going to be nothing without him. How could you leave Tom Brady? Oh, my God, he's going to lose all this money. It's an eye-opener for me, man. Giselle Bunchen is she's up. a what do you mean she's up? she is a world class and when I mean world I live, first of all she's from Brazil right she is a world class supermodel she's known in South America she's known in North America she's known in Europe she's known in Asia she is worldwide if Giselle Bunchen travels the world separately from Tom Brady she's getting noticed way more than Tom Brady's getting noticed as for who she is. It's also reported that she is worth a hundred million more yeah. than Tom Brady based on her career. So when it comes to this like North American like stigma of like, oh, like we're in this North American bubble and this is North American football and he's so famous and rich, did we forget like hello, like the world exists outside North America? And this woman has been working since she was like a teenager out of Brazil as like a man made a supermodel? Like what what is happening in Americans head thinking that she's gonna like she needs this man for anything? Yeah, with North Americans, like we feel like we're the center of the world, and it's That's also very true. like even the most we're, the most North American people in the world, like football fans. Yeah, you know, even though we are the like minority technically in the world, like in terms of people and population. No, oh, yeah, we definitely are. We definitely are. Because you know what's crazy? I saw because about that, like Mr. Beast. He started doing all of his, he started dubbing all of his YouTube videos on another channel in like other languages because 97% of the world does not speak English. So 97% of the world are not seeing your videos. So if it's in other languages, and that literally makes so much sense because that's why, think about how much people are in India. 97% of the world does not speak English? Yeah. 
if you look at numbers, think about Asia alone. India, yeah. India, China, just them two countries alone and the billions of people that they have. <laughs> India doesn't have billions. India has like they two billion like bi- people. No, billion. it yeah, they so do. Billions. I'm pretty sure they do. India does not have a billion people in that country. So, yes, it, do you know how many people are in India? I need a screen. Do you know how much Google a billion is, is? So you can see it. Someone search how Everybody the population of India. Everybody get on y'all Googles. There's no way the population of India is one over yes. a billion. Zoe, I would give it like 600, 700 million. No. 1.3 1. billion 1. people? Billion? Yes. Yo. In India? India is not that big, eh? There's 8 yes, million people what? in the world. India is like landmass. Population? Is, no, but we're talking about the population of. India. I know, but I'm saying to have 1.3 billion people yeah, in a yeah. land space like that. That's why they're hanging off the buses and shit. Fifty billion people. No, like dead ass. They show buses in India, and there's people yeah, on they're top. Hanging off they're the hanging side off. Of the bus. I'm not joking. Have you guys not seen the videos? You're right. You're right. No, no, there's no, literally videos of them like hanging off the side because that's crazy populated. Yeah, there's a lot of people. The traffic there, that's why they don't, the traffic is probably, that's why they're literally on top of the bus. You remember that's when COVID, remember when COVID hit India and they were like one of the most Yeah, because countries? they're so heavily populated. They're, all, they're on top of each other. Because think about that. Between, 1.3 billion is Between mad. all the countries, what do they, what do they, because I don't want to get it incorrect. What do they speak? The language that they speak in India. It depends. The primary language. It's Hin- is it Hindu? In the or the Punjabi. two primary ones are Hindu and Punjabi. And Punjabi, okay, yeah. But between the people who speak Hindu and Punjabi, all the all the Latin countries that speak Spanish or whatever like dialect variation, and right. the people that speak like Mandarin, Cantonese, and mm-hmm. stuff—that's billions of people compared to North America, where America only has three hundred thirty million. Canada has whatever. It's a sizable market you're leaving out if yeah. your shit's only in English. That's why you gotta start talking in Hindu. Like you gotta, gonna get someone you gotta to hire someone to dub. No, we actually need someone to actually do Hindu. Because then take it in. Like how much music? do you think the population in China is? It's like billions. I thought How billions. Two billion. No. I say two billion. Okay, let me what, for China. Wait, 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 no, no. I want, I want numbers. What's yours? Do you know how much a billion is? Yes. So we already discussed India. You're wrong. Okay. What's your number? <laughs> I say oh, two trade. billion. What was the question? Population of China. But they have that one. It's child like two point one billion or something. Billion. I know it's two billion. I think okay. it's two point one. What do you say? I'm gonna I say, say two billion. One point one point seven. One point seven. Two billion. Two point one. No, it's more than India. So that's be one point seven. Ooh, so wrong, wrong. I was close. But it's still Would you billion. say 1.2? Yes, but he said billions. S. He said 2 billion. have more than one kid now. Because before, you only have one Yeah, child. they had the one child. Now, yeah. you, now you have two. So I'm pretty sure from then till now, it's like. One kid and then you're done. After that, like. If you North so, or South Korea? North. So oh, what if yeah. you have like twins or triplets? You have to choose. Yeah, you have to kill one. No, you don't. Stop. Okay, you don't. hold no, on. No, no, no. Not, Before not, people no, no. come for us, let's get our facts. Together. No, no, no. There's no, no way to make you kill your I, child. I know this because my girlfriend is Asian and she has information about this. She told me about this like in a long history lesson. She said like in North Korea. I don't know if it's the same now because I'm not going to guess. But back in the days, if, if people had twins, they would have to kill one. Majority of the time, if they had twins, if it was boy or girl, they would kill the girl because men were highly favored in the in the wars. So who's gonna breed? We kill all the gal. Oh no, they, uh, the women. I'm not gonna talk on that because I actually don't know much about that. But generally, when they had twins and it was a girl, they would kill the girl. How long ago was this? I hope this was a long time ago, not recently. 
if I guess, and I'm probably going to get something wrong, so I'm not going to. It's that an is issue crazy. that definitely still plagues them socially. Right, like, definitely. You know, there's an emphasis on having more I thought they would just give it away to someone who maybe couldn't have a kid instead well, of just ending their lives. But with Sometimes. all those people, like, that's why it's so funny how ignorant North Americans are. Because even in the music industry, there's all the that, yeah. Indian artists' numbers are ridiculous. Latin artists' numbers are ridiculous. Mm. Like, all the K-pop groups' numbers are mm. insane. Like, they're mm-hmm. eating. And that kind of goes into, like, what I was talking about before, where I had a, re- a realization. I saw people talking about it. I'm like, yo, I really think not even i really think i know for a fact bad bunny is the biggest artist on earth like bad bunny is bigger than drake bad bunny right bad bunny i think he did five you guys could correct me if i'm wrong he did it but i think it was he sold out yankee stadium five times no rapper could do that no rapper could sell no out. No Yan- rapper could sell out Yankee Stadium five times. I mean, Hove could. Wait, hold. No, hold. <laughs> no, we couldn't. He did. Didn't no, he, he do it? He did a Yankee Stadium tour thing. Jay Z is not selling out Yankee Stadium five, five times? times. No way. Maybe three. Times. Sold out. Like, Sold out like no seat in that bitch. No way. Jay Z not selling out Yankee Stadium five times. Yankee Stadium's fifty five thousand people. Not five times. Not five times. Maybe one or two. I'll give him maybe like a back-to-back night. Him but and Eminem five? did like a thing where they both, they did the Detroit and New York uh, stadium and they sold it. I think they did four dates for each thing and they sold yeah, it. Yeah. And then Jay-Z also did a tour with Justin Timberlake where they did just stadiums all across. So like, it's not like that's he's crazy. I think Even I went to that, that tour. Justin Wait, Timberlake and Jay-Z? I think it was just JT. Was it, it was a 2020 experience. Oh, okay, was, that Jay, was Jay-Z there? 2020 experience? No, that was... That was after what I'm talking about. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. Because even if you're just looking at Spotify numbers, even though that's just numbers, Drake is 60.9 billion. Bad Bunny is 63.8 billion. And that's just Wait, repeat that. Drake is 60.9? Billion listeners. And Bad Bunny- 60.9? I'm not billion, million. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm like, there's not even- There's not even- Why are we talking about billions? No. (laughs) 60.9 million. Bad Bunny is 63.8 million listeners. Just I'm like, there's not even billion people on this. There's not more than, what is it? What's like, eight billion? Eight billion. And the numbers, like, for the songs are insane. And how did this start with Giselle and Tom? Giselle Bunchin and Tom yeah. Brady. You know, because just the world's ignorance. Net worth and your, your following and your, like, you know, how big of a brand you are aren't always, like, correlating directly, you know? Yeah. Even, um. I went and looked up Drake and The Weeknd's net worth. Like, you contrast them. They're probably not what you think they are off the top of your head, you know? You mean, like, they're not that far off? No, there's a gap. Big disparity. Right? And, and you mean bi- the weekend's lower? No. I swear they said Drake's a billionaire. This is what I mean. Like, Who is lying to it. us? No, but Zoe, what? think about it, though. Drake has never done, like, a stadium tour, and that's what the weekend's embarking on right now, Drake's right? definitely done well, stadium tours. What are you talking about? Are you I'm talking, talking about, like, the Rogers Center, and, like, like when Drake would go to New York, he's, he's doing the Apollo Theater. Like, he's not doing Yankee Stadium. He's not doing MetLife. He's Madison not doing City Square Life Garden. when he's there, right? Yeah. Has Drake done the Garden? That's different than a stadium. That's I an don't arena. Know. But the Apollo Theater is huge, is it not? But it's different than a stadium that holds 55,000 people, you know? When The weekend goes on tour, every stop he's going is an arena. It's Rogers Center or Yankee Stadium. I think Kendrick too, right? Drake, no, he just does arenas. Drake, I don't think Drake has performed at Rogers. But when he does a tour, that's not the type of venue that he's doing. No, he only saying. he always usually does Scotiabank. If he's a, it's a concert, 
So do Scotiabank and Arena. Think of the difference between Scotia and Rogers Center. Which I didn't know. So Scotiabank Arena, people don't know, that's like where the Raptors play in Toronto. Scotiabank Arena's numbers are significantly smaller than the Rogers Center, which is where the Blue Jays it's play. It's a stadium. It's the difference between arena and stadium. Yeah. There's more people in a stadium. Right. Yeah. I did not realize that until I actually like to like look up the numbers. Like college football stadiums can hold 100,000 people. Yeah, those are insane. But yeah. Really? Yeah. College football All the records for attendance huge. and everything are all college football games. Jeez, that's but yeah, I just brought that up because it's crazy to think like a lot of people would think that like Drake is Drake and Drake's the biggest artist in the world, but I'm pretty sure there's like K-pop groups and Indian artists that like rival Drake's numbers, like definitely. Even the guy, the guy that died, what was his name? Sid Sidu Sidu Muswala. Yeah, he was huge, and like he was from Brampton, and I didn't know that word. He was huge, like. Got shot. Yeah. Where where did he get shot? India shot in Canada? No, he 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 yeah, he died in India. Jeez. He was huge, bro. And he's from Brampton. And I never heard I never heard about him until that situation. So why isn't Nav bigger? He is pretty big. No, but he's but he that. doesn't but Nav doesn't make music in but he, like yeah, that he doesn't language, make music for like in whatever language. Yeah, in Hindu is. or Punjabi or like yeah. for Indian like culture. That direct. Mm. Nav still got a pretty sizable brand. Like, Even like BTS. You saw that set? Like he got a primetime set? People I feel like I feel like they, you know, they pull I mean, those they pull those strings for that time cuz But I mean it's probably the same contrast like when brown people don't know alkaline but we know alkaline just at the top of our head but brown people but Alkaline's numbers can't even, like, close. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing right. Even in the dancehall world, Alkaline numbers are not doing, like, numbers. Not numbers, but we know who we're talking about versus, like, someone who's not part of, like, the Soka world. They won't know. Soka? Dancehall, sorry. I'm about to say, yeah. turn his mic off. Even, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, artists out of Brazil yep. that do stupid numbers. Yeah. Yeah, like the Portuguese speaking. Even the influencers, like fuck music, like just yeah. People bro. from other countries are more popping than a lot of the people that we think are the biggest in the world. Definitely, that's crazy to see. Place. That's yeah. why I need to, bro. That, huh. If you speak more than one language, yeah, that that's literally makes yeah. So honestly, much sense. you're very like you're very privileged if you are multilingual, bilingual, bilingual. or mul- well, it depends. Multilingual on or bilingual. What language would you want to speak? If I could speak any language, yeah, Cantonese or Mandarin, I say Spanish. Spanish or Mandarin, yeah. Why Spanish? It just it would be cool to be able to talk. But yeah, if you go, but if you go to like China, you can speak. When I worked at um, Nordstrom, people who could speak because um, people, you know, obviously Chinese, they're very you know, into their money, and there's a lot of wealthy Chinese people in Toronto. If you can speak Mandarin or Cantonese, and you're at Nordstrom. You were selling bags. Like, you, all the um, Chinese women who worked for Nordstrom were rich, pulling in six figures a year from selling La Mer cream. That makes sense. I'm not even joking because they spoke Mandarin and Chinese people were the big spenders. Chinese New Year, or sorry, Lunar New Year, all that stuff. Yo, WeChat, yo, black people were crying, Mm -hmm. crying. People were white. White people and Bapila Nordstrom were screaming for sales because they could not speak. They were on Google Translate trying to speak to people in Mandarin, <laughs> in um, Mandarin and Cantonese because um, they were losing sales. Damn. Yo, I'm telling you, it was I, that's I'm like, yo, if I could speak Mandarin or Cantonese. All right, I choose, yo, I choose yeah. Mandarin for sure. Well, I'm just thinking of my lane because I'm seeing like 
Spanish or like a Latin variation because like in terms Music. of just yeah. yeah, like the entertainment world speaking Spanish, you're out of here. Do you That's think like, Drake can actually speak Spanish or is he reading in the booth? No, of course he's reading it. Who Drake has never <laughs> said that he can speak Spanish. I don't know, because he'd be like When did you get it in your head that you were like, Drake thinks he can speak Spanish? When know. he dropped what's that song? Mia. 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 Wasn't that song with Bad Bunny? Yes. What's his name? Uh XXX Tentacion made a song in Spanish too. Did he? Dudes be Justin making Justin Bieber did Despacito. That doesn't mean he can speak Spanish. And Beyonce did what? Um Oh, what's that song Beyonce what did? Is, what's what is that? <laughs> <laughs> What word is this? What's that song? What word is this? What's that song? I'm trying to get the line in my brain so I can remember the song. What's that song Beyonce did in Spanish? I don't remember. I know what you're talking. I can see the video. I think in my head. Yo, someone Google it, please. What is that song she did in Spanish? It was a big song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Beyonce. I don't remember. It was huge. Why can't I remember the song? It's in my head. Everybody, shut up. It's in my head. I keep getting Despacito. What was the song? It was like, oh my God. Someone what? look it up. Please play it because it's going to bother me. What the hell was the song name? Mi, mi, mi yente, mi, she was a feature. Play on it. Play it. Play it. Beyonce, Beyonce. Beyonce was, was on the remix. Yeah, she, she was on the remix. remix. I remember that. Yes. But yeah, that was, I remember that. Yes. Beyonce. La, 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 la. Yes. Yes. Wow. What she yeah. did? Did she speak Spanish? In, I saw she yes, was, she spoke Spanish in it. You know, in a minute, because I'm fertile. Speaking of That's all fun. this, I really admire um, what's it, Bad Bunny. Yeah. His, like, it, it seems like he doesn't fully speak English. Not at all. And he and, doesn't care to. And he's committed to and not. I respect I, it. I love that. I, I really, respect I really it. appreciate Why that. Why would he need to? I don't need to learn your main language. Exactly. Fuck. I, I, I he speaks, like, a little. I saw him on the shop. Like, he, like, has... Like he had a full translation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bits and pieces. <laughs> but yo, I'm saying when I see like North American or like American or Canadian artists like speaking like fluent Spanish, I'm like, yo, I'm like, are y'all actually bilingual? Are y'all in the booth like like they're reading for sure. It's fantastic. See, and that's why a lot of like Latin artists that started as like rappers and singers, they just started making music in Spanish and they're up now. Look at like Becky G and all those type of Drake Bell. What? What? You know Drake Bell? Remember Drake and Josh? Excuse me? What did he do? He he rebrand so Drake from Drake and Josh was like, remember Drake and Josh? He was yeah, like the that Canadian TV. Is and it a Canadian then, TV show? I don't know. It wasn't. Drake no, and it was Josh? No, it's no, Nickelodeon. I'm thinking of Life of Derek. So. He went on to have a solo mu- music career, and it was shit in English, and then he rebranded in, in what? In Spanish. I, there's a joke. And, and now he's, hold and now on, he's like hold a on, big hold artist. On. Drake Bell is the most white ginger looking artist there's How a joke is he there. pulling off say it no can, it. Gonna, can we believe it can we believe it we'll decide after <laughs> no no there's no decide after i need to know right now that this is not gonna be in the episode no we're not yes no we're not this may or may not this piece of information may or not make it worse uh, or actually no he, i think he's mexican Drake, Drake Bell? Bell is Mexican? Drake Bell is not Mexican, yo. Everyone shut up. Drake Bell is not Mexican. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Drake Bell is not Mexican. Everyone shut the fuck up. He's not. Oh, no. Do Drake, not lie. There was a question mark next to that he, Yeah, exactly. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not fucking Mexican. I mean, it's like, it's not that far from Tijuana, but it's name. not Mexico. He changed his name from Drake Bell to Drake Campana. <laughs> no, that, 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 that has to be racist. That has to be racist. 
That has to be that has to be racist, no, discriminatory. No, no, no. It has to be all the above. For what he just did, you're fine. No, no, take it out. We're bleeping it. <laughs> it's unclear why Drake has made the move to sing. And oh uh, yeah, it's everyone, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, but some live music be banging that. So he grew up in Southern California. That song, that's Mama wanna. But that's like Mama Dominic, Dominican, like dembo music is hard. Yo, if I Mexico, I'd be the pool like, that song's hard. Yeah. That's like, bangs. Drake Capano. That's, that's crazy. Great. He needs to face God for that one. Because and how he's going to pop up you, as a Mexican. You know what his reasoning was? <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't just pop up like a Mexican. <laughs> that's like, what I'm going to say, yo, Spanish people Yo, I'm know Mexican. what it is. I'm Mexican. Came Drake. outside in a flannel and some dickies and chucks. Who <laughs> 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 die socks? You're like, brother, you can't just like you can't just and, and came out and flexing. <laughs> you can't do you can't that, do that. Right, guys. You can't fucking <laughs> no, do I'm that. Like, guys, like, I don't think no. That's not. That's a group of people. That was California. Those are the words of Tresor Gray. I do not co-sign. Those are your words. Is essay offensive? Essay means like brother or like friend. Essay means friend. But that's what they call themselves in in California. All the essays they wear plaid shirts. I watch Snowfall. Dickies. I watch Snowfall. I watch Breaking Bad. They always say yo essay. Essay. They do. I watch the show. They always say essay. Okay. Yeah, and she's not wrong. I'm telling. If that's what Factual, they, yeah. if that's what they say. On that's TV. why I was always scared. Like when I go to California, especially when I was younger. Like when my friend went to school in LA, and we'd be out there. When you talk to the girls that have like cholo brothers, it gets dangerous. Is that an offensive term? Cholo? No. no. no, no. Okay, just checking. checking. When you talk to girls that have cholo brothers, it gets dangerous, bro. Because especially if you meet them, a lot of them are not really fond of us. The so, Negroes? Of yeah. course. Nobody's fond of us. Who likes Negroes? <laughs> they don't really, unfortunately, they don't really like us, us, bro. And if you see them, like, yo, so what are you, why are you talking to my no, sister? Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. That's what they be doing. Stop. Why are you talking to my Why you talking to my Why you talking to my sister, Holmes? No, he's not off. He's not it off. was better the first time. The first time was way stronger. You gotta try again. They they're scared. They strike fear into you. Yeah. Because at least like the bloods and the crips, you can reason with them. Because it's like, come on, my brother, like <laughs> two black men. <laughs> come on, yeah. <laughs> Wait, are there no there's no Spanish buzz and crips? There has to be Spanish buzz and crips. Yeah, there probably is. is. No, but there probably is some. But majority black. They yes. Have their, they have the Vatos. Did you hear of the white guy from um I can't remember if he was from Beverly Hills or one of those rich places and he joined I can't remember what set of the Crips it was, and they were doing shootouts in his parents like beamer, like S class beamer. And then he got locked up like some blonde hair, blue eye, rich white kid. He just wanted to be a gangbanger and he joined the Crips and they like killed some Can random person. Can you just person. join the Crips? Like I go, yo, what have to sign? Like how you just join the Crips? You I get mean, jumped in. You have to get jumped in. You get jumped in. Oh, like that's a real thing. No, yes. No, no, that's a real thing. You get jumped in, but they have to accept you. But of course for them, they're probably extorting him. Like, yo, you have to help us fund it. Like six But, but they definitely probably jumped him in. When you say he was jumping, a and gang fee. Yes, like, like hands and feet put on you. You have to get jumped into gangs. And you need to like like 
And you have to get jumped out of gangs if you want to leave too. You gotta like be able to like put up your. You gotta be able to like, handle it though. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's a. You gotta fact hold too. your own in when you get jumped in though. If what's you want to leave, you have to get jumped out. What's the dollar out? amount that you guys would do to get jumped into a gang? Like how much would amount? someone have to? It? How much no, do you think Six Nine paid for all time those blood in his video? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How much would someone have to pay you for you to get jumped into a gang? I mean, a lot of being everything has everything has a, yo, yo. I believe everything has a price. Yeah. How much so would someone to have get to jump to not jumped into a game? No, I'm saying if no, you I will pay, <laughs> I will pay you X amount of money for you get jumped into the cribs for six months. However much a Rico costs. But, no, but that doesn't. No, but I'm just saying like the phrasing of that question doesn't really make sense. Why? Because I'm paying. You. Why would you be paying me? To join the Crips for six months, I would have to want to do that. Listen, I'm telling you, Tresor, I have a million dollars or whatever amount of money but, in my bag. But also, if if that's the move, the Crips, I could probably become a Crip if I'm giving them the million dollars because they're just extorting me now. Can like, you answer? You see the how question? Chris Brown claims blood? I guarantee the Bloods didn't jump in Chris Brown. Oh, definitely not. Exactly. So they didn't to, jump in Lil Wayne either. Pay a fee, the you fuck. Know, Regularly to keep up. Even six nine, they didn't jump. Did in they jumped in YG? Yeah, yeah. Well, YG oh, was a gangbanger before he was yeah. a rapper. So but so and Nipsey and all them, they were gangbangers before Dog, they were rappers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but my point is, what is the price if I was a magic genie and I came to this resort? I have whatever dollar amount you to have to get jumped. To get jumped, you have to get jumped into the Crips or Bloods and be there for six months. Well, I mean, the jumping in is the hard part. Once you're a Crip or a Blood, <laughs> then it's kind of cool. Is it, yeah, I know. Is it, though? Is the jumping in the hard part? Yeah, it is. Because everyone everyone in the gang is not a driller. Like, people have different jobs. I know I'm not the one that's always riding out on the mission. But you're in it. So if, a, if, you get, if the whole squad gets hit with a Rico, you're Might being get listed. get hit with the Rico. That's my Possible. answer. However much it costs to beat a Rico charge is how much you need to give me to get jumped in. How much is that? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. It's probably a lot. Ask six nine. I am a magic genie, and I'm outside of your bed at night. And I said, just so I wake up. How badly am I going to get beat? I don't know. No, All that I matters. Can... To the point where, like, you, have, you, have two, you have two broken bones. Uh, two broken bones. Two broken bones and like both black eyes. They're not going to break your bones in a, in, your a, bones. in a pack out. They're not going to break your bones. I need you to run the corner. You'll get a couple of black eyes, but they're not going to break your bones. A couple black eyes? How many eyes do you have? Never, if they're kicking you, they hit ribs. If they hit ribs, it's possible. I'm going to need... <sighs> I'm your genie. Give me your, your cost. I didn't. I didn't put a number on. I just want to know how much Damn. it would cost for me to get your sword jumped it, into. You're in the gang, and then you're liable still to like get booked for shit once you're in the gang. Only See, six months. You though. need money for lawyers and shit, and to like you know, it, yeah, to launder your money and everything. Like, you need a lot of money. No. So what's it, it yo, depends the number on my, is yours. It depends on. This is why I'm saying it's different from just getting jumped because the yeah. gang aspect. It depends on my. Job in the game. You are four L. You are four L. Am I just like a Chris Brown, where like I'm affiliated, you but I'm not going gang, on drills? You yeah, are but in that's the... different. Oh my God. If whatever set Chris Brown is associated to goes down for a Rico, Chris Brown's not going down for the Rico. He might. No, he's not. <laughs> Ray J's not going down for the Rico. What gang's Ray J? Ray J's a blood. Okay, come on. He now, is, now, yes, now, he now they're just having. Now they're just having know fun. about Ray J. No, Ray J. When Dude, Ray J. was do the Staple skit. <laughs> Ray J. Ray J. is a gang member. No, he's one of the most influential people ever. For there's talking no about way him. you can be a gang man, gang banger, and make sexy can eyes like when your first song. Chris Brown made 
deuces. Yeah, but Chris Brown wasn't a gangbanger from young. You can't just like. You also got to understand, like, so like to like, be able to travel and you're an artist, and you're going to perform in different cities. Like you need to check in, you know. Like you need to be cool with these sets for and sure. I, I think that's your life. That's Everybody kind of like an inflated thing of what Chris Brown has, in my opinion. I think he just kind of you know. Has think, these guys? He's he's cool anywhere he goes as long as he pays on, his monthly fee. It depends on the monthly role. Fee? It depends on the role that you're doing. It depends on like the, the life that you live and the role that you're doing because that check in thing that's not real for everybody. That's only yeah, real for certain people because no one's asks no one's asking Khalid to check in when he goes to Atlanta. I don't know, but LA. those people. No that, one's asking Sean Mendes to check in when he goes to Atlanta. Or to LA, it's just like like if you're in that world. I don't know though, because I feel like they like are checking for people who have money, who have jewelry, or like whatever you know. Like, but they, it's not. You got to make sure you're okay when you go there. That yeah, not but it's it's not that though. Like it's certain people, bro. I I guarantee you, Harry Styles is not looking over his shoulder in LA thinking that gang members are coming to rob him. True, obviously not. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jaden Smith does not have to check in when he goes to LA. Okay, fair. I mean, I get, I get you. You see, I still didn't give my number. So I mean, I'm gonna need. It's gonna need to be in the millions. How much? No, no, I'll give you a scenario. You're still doing your entertainment shit. Trey, talk in the mic if you're gonna talk. Yeah, for real. Okay, you have. You're still doing your entertainment shit, but you have to keep like at least like I don't know which gang you're choosing, but you have to keep at least like three or four gang members with you at all times. That's what people do regularly. Okay, so what's your money, number? That's, your that's not like that's not that's the what I'm saying. That aspect actually adds three. to you. If I you what know is what the number rap, so we can you have move to on. account for that though too. I'm gonna need, and you're not, and I don't know what's gonna happen oh in this God. six months. No, but Just but so he I, no he added that I'm no this is an important <laughs> part because he added that I'm doing entertainment so that's probably my I'm okay, probably just you're at home making TikToks in the bando. <laughs> I'm not in the band if oh, I'm just so if I'm getting the mill, bro. <laughs> it's gonna need to be in the millions. How much? Five, ten? Nah, it doesn't need to be that high. I'll pro- I probably do it for a mill. You'll join again. I'll yeah, probably oh. do it for a mill. A couple mil. Yeah. I think some niggas got a job for you, Chisoy. I probably do it for a couple. <laughs> Yo, blood, I, I blood, Joe, watching this like, yeah. They're looking at his Yo. TikTok right now, like five hundred thousand followers. You, you need a mil, Yo. I probably do it for a couple mil. No, oh, not yeah. couple mil. No, no, don't no, don't no, switch no. up now. You said one million dollars. You are. And I get to get- pick which. No set. Yes, it's not just a random. You get set. to pitch which set, either Bloods or Crips. But you're telling yeah, me, yeah, but I, it depends. Like, no, do I no. get to join like the cool no. Crips? <laughs> you're doing too much. Like, do I get to cool like you're the cool Crips? Much. You're doing too much. Or just like the random Crips, like the Crips much. in like Nebraska that just started. You're doing too much. You're doing. Too- <laughs> you're doing too much. From the Nebraska I know. Crips, we now know no, your number to, to join a gang is neighborhood Nebraska. At least I would need at least a mil that's, for me to even consider it. That's crazy to me. For me to even consider, it's gonna me some jewelry. One million is so low. I think one million is a really low number. I think so. Too. It's about real quick. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I'm just hoping that like my time in this gang, there's not a lot of things going on. Like it's just Listen, a peaceful six months. All I said was six months. Give me your number. I said yeah. one million. <laughs> Like, because like you, because you got that's lower than the ja- that's lower than a lot of bass jackpot. Because it's like, what do you say? I'm doing entertainment. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get okay. Okay, that's you, lower than the, okay. For you, I'm that's lower than cash for life. You're being in the hood and you're selling it at a trap house. I'm living in the hood. You're living in the hood, with a five percent chance of hooking up with like an entertainment company. 
How long do I have to do this for? But I feel like six months. Six months. No, but what I'm saying is I feel like you guys are kind of like exaggerating the role that you have to play if you're in Yo, a gang. He like, told me I'm in you this can be a, You yes, can be a crip or a blood and like you're just chilling. Like okay. You don't have to be but the shooter. On, stop. You don't have hold on, to. stop. My point is... this you is just the get whole jumped point. in. No, this is the point of the question. My point is I come to you and I say, Tresor, give me a number of how much you would like to get paid if you can get jumped into whatever set you want and be a gangbanger. You can get put as shooter. You can get put as driver. You can get put as bando. I don't know what they're going to do. No, but you know what? Zono's no, all I of don't. the positions in the game. No, but I'm telling you, like, <laughs> getaway driver. You can be shooter. driver. You can be shooter. You can be D-boy. You can be whatever. No. Whatever you, I don't know what they're going to put you in, but what is your number? Yeah, but, like, when you get there, you as a person, like, they're going to assess you as a person and know okay. what role to put you okay, in. Okay, fine. They're not going to make me Just the sure. shooter. They feel like I, you can doing, do anything. You like can be I the said, shooter or the driver. You're doing too much. It's not going to happen. You're doing too much. I just want to pay to get you jumped in and in the front door and whatever they do with you is what they do with you. I'll take an ass whooping for a million. That's not the ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> next next topic. He doesn't want to answer no, he does so I did. I said a million. But I'm saying, they, you're in the gang for six months and I don't know what your role will be. It can change every month. I don't know what your role is going to be. I'm telling you, that's not going to happen. Okay. We, we, okay. Clyde, what's next, your number, please? He's, he's saying I'm in the bando and I got to do this for six months and like I gotta, I'm moving... Stuff with, with the five, you're moving stuff with a five percent chance of getting picked up by a record company or whatever. So you so, can make it out of the hood, but it's a five percent chance. So for six months, I gotta live in the hood. Yes, I need like two, three mil, bro. People live myself. in the hood for free for their whole life. Yeah, but I got the fine. Not you. I'm the, I'm the plug. Not though. you. Do you know how crazy it is I'm to the plug. pick someone up from the suburbs and just drop them in a Compton Bando? Are you crazy? Yeah. You will be crying at night. I think for me, you to can keep, adjust. Don't no. act. Bra- just sort of don't act brand new, bro. Of course, it's gonna be if rough. we drop if we drop you in Baltimore, you are not just adjusting. <laughs> it's gonna stupid? take a while. Just You're gonna go through a couple things, but you can just adjust. Bro, shut up. I feel like you guys are like. I think it does depend on the person. I feel like I'll be able to adjust eventually. You're not. You guys are forgetting. I lived in Chicago in 2000 and like. Like in the hood, hood like of real Chicago. Chicago. No, no, I didn't live in, in the, the hood, hood, hood of Chicago. But I was over there a lot on the south side. Nah, nigga, I'm talking. You are in the fucking hood, yo. That is not a joke. Yes. You suburban things are not gonna be like. But I'm what gonna, I'm, I'm just, saying, I'm gonna just is, live in the hood and just adjust. Yes, but what? No. I'm, but what I'm saying is that is born bred people. That's all they know. Yes. Eventually, you as a human will adjust. In six no. months. It's either it's either you're gonna adjust or you're gonna die. So what? I know I am not surviving. You, I know myself. You will adjust eventually. I, pro- I promise you, I am not, uh, from how I was raised and where I'm from, thankfully, I am not, if you drop me in the hood of fucking Chicago or the hood of Philly or the hood of, um, what's it called? Baltimore? I am. Or bed I am not. Look at me. I am not surviving. Because also, one thing. I don't, I would not know what to do. What not, am I doing? Not for nothing. One thing a lot of people forget, the hood's pretty fun. Besides the danger. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> besides the danger, you have fun. Oh, my Lord. So. What hood are you going to? The hood is fun. It's valid. This is, this is good. This is good. That's okay. a valid. This is the most Canadian hood answer I've ever seen. Not to say that. Not even against ta- Canadian I'm not even, hood. No, I'm not even talking Canadian hood. If you're, in, if you're in L.A. and you're in Englewood, you're in Compton, like those people are good people. Yes, but I'm saying like, like you will have fun. Those block parties, those 
you're, barbecues, you're fish thinking fries, like the positive side. I'm not talking about when people start shooting. I'm just talking about you're thinking like '90s TV hood. No, I'm talking like I'm not. every day. <laughs> Hood. I'm not. So of course, I'm not. Of course, yeah, not. You're, you're thinking Franklin Saint with the with the Converse and the high pants and the Andreas. polo. No, I'm talking like. No, I'm not. Yes. I'm talking about. You have this. a point. I, I I hear what you say. It depends what hood, of course. But I'm talking if I'm thinking like L.A., Compton, Inglewood, South Central. Those people, like the people from that area, are really good people. Those areas are very rich in culture. People. Those various those areas have a lot of things going on, like the hood days, absolutely. the block parties. But I'm saying it could be I fun outside of the danger. But that's I'm saying outside of the, but the danger comes with being in the hood. Of course. But I'm saying you're moving like every day, you're ducking gunshot and you're scared and people are chasing after you as soon as you come outside. That's not true. If I'm the plug, no, no, I'm not saying every day. And then on top of that, no, and then on top of he that. He said I'm the plug. No, and then on top of that, she said you're in a gang. So people aren't like people aren't messing with you every day. Okay, you're so what's in your the number? Gang. Okay, so what's your number? I said a bill. Okay. Six months? I could do six months. Okay. If you're watching this podcast and you know you're in a game. There's some neighborhood crews looking at like, your social media I <laughs> analytics. Like, I don't think the hood, so I'm not saying the hood is like terrible, but I, I mean, it is not the best place. We know that people who live in the hood, but I'm saying it's like, I don't think it's like, yeah, I can survive here for six months. No problem. I mean, people do yeah, it every I day, but, but I'm saying us not being from the hood and just like having to adjust to that. That's just not easy at all. And I don't think it's just like, yeah, I can be here for six months and adjust. What? You'll no. ha- you'll be forced to adjust, is what I'm saying. And I'm crying every night. You might get robbed a couple times, but you'll be forced to adjust. You might I've lived get in areas they may times. consider the yeah. hood here. Like, I could do it. I just think that I know myself. How much would you need? Yeah, that's my question. Bro, too. Zoe eats at STK. Yeah. She's not. I don't, I don't even like STK. First of all, Zoe eats at Harbor City. I don't like STK. She is not going to blue blue faces fish and soul over in content. Like if the last studio Yo. scared her that much, could you imagine her? Okay, first of all, it didn't scare like, me. It didn't scare me. Mm. I just said we cannot be professional here. <laughs> yeah, just, Zoe's not said, that person. No, Zoe's like I'm not scared. You know but. that Jamaican auntie that sits like this. That's not like that's so. <laughs> so that's imagine her in a bando in Compton. That's not true. I but the thing is, I'm just saying like I, from the people that I know and situations that they've been through, I know I would not be able. I would not be able to just adjust to that lifestyle. I wouldn't be able to. I can like go to the hood for like a day and come out, Took but I, to the, oh. six months in the you see a lot of scary shit, yo. What's yeah. your number then? And you'll have to adjust. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can adjust. There's no amount of money that could get you to survive in the hood. That's not true. That's not true. As a woman, though, like, as a woman in the hood, like, I think as a woman in the hood, you're probably better off than us. I think so too. I would say like twenty million. Twenty? What? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like y'all. Yo, I'm saying I know the the story. The stories that I've heard from like my or people that I know in the states and like shit that they've witnessed. I'm like, yo, if I wouldn't. Oh my God! What? I don't know. Twenty million, and to be there for six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true the wire is, but the wire was nuts. I would not survive on the wire. If I was on the wire, the show. Have you guys seen the wire? Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's sh- yo. You hear Omar's but you see that's, that's switch states. Omar was walking around with a fucking shotgun through the streets. You wouldn't but, want it with Snoop. But that's crazy? happening. But that's happening to them. People that are actively living that life. Yo, kids were getting shot through the windows. Yeah, bro. that happens. That definitely happens in the hood. But like, 
for a majority of people that doesn't happen. So I'm just going to play the odds and hope that I'm in the majority of people that make it through. I don't know, man. That's three people from the hood. We probably shouldn't divulge too far in the hood politics. Literally. <laughs> All I'm saying is I can, I'm not from the hood, so you can't just pick someone and just drop them in like a serious situation like that and be like, yeah, I can adjust to this. I can sleep this off. What? No. I'm just, I just think you don't. Get back on that. Horse. I just don't think people give themselves enough credit as human beings. You will be forced to adjust to whatever situation you're stuck in. It's like you, you know the kids that like they were bad and their parents sent them back home to the motherland? They have to adjust. <laughs> you? That's it. <in> me. <laughs> technically. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I technically did. I lived in Jamaica for like a year, but... You know, it was on some Earl sweatshirt boot camp. Like, we gotta make sure he gets fixed up. Let's send him away, type shit. I got finessed into living in Jamaica you got tricked? for a year. Yeah, I got tricked. Damn. But how anyways, the hell did you get finessed into living to Jamaica for? My a year? mom said, "Yo, we're going to Jamaica. We're gonna go for three days. If you like it, you can stay for three months." I'm like, "All right, cool." Because we were moving from Vancouver back to Toronto. Okay. So we went. After three days, I'm like. Yeah, you know, not really feeling this. I just heard the door slam behind me in a car yeah. going, mm. and I was in Jamaica for the rest of the year. Your mom left. Your mom left you in just. Yeah. Well, what part of Jamaica? Wow. I'm I'm exaggerating with her running out the door, but <laughs> she. I told her, "Yo, I don't want to stay," and she's like, "Nah, you're staying." And I was like, "That wasn't a part of the deal." Like, was it but, punishment or just like too like? No, like she just, she just, I wasn't a bad kid. Like I just, I just think she just like, it was easier for her like to move us without me being there with whatever stuff she had to handle. Cause that's after my stepdad died and everything. Like it was just easier for her without me there, but I didn't want to stay there. I was in Kingston in the, in the hood in Vineyard town. I went to St. Teresa primary school. I don't, I don't know where none of those people are today. Oh my god! Oh, they're all good. Just I was like, yeah, we're gonna just we can adjust to do anything. Put me in the jungle. I can adjust. That is di- the jungle. The Amazon rainforest is different than Inglewood. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, you just make it sound so easy. I was like saying, someone who was raised in suburban. No, I'm Toronto. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying you what you will. Like I've seen some wild shit and been around some wild shit for sure. And yeah. my dad was a Jaden Finch man, but it's just like. Still, like, I just, I think that's, I don't know. Anyways, what's the next topic? I don't even know. We've been, we've been dragging that one. <laughs> You've been. <laughs> no, because you just wouldn't accept my answer. I'm telling you the answer. And you're not accepting the answer. That, that's mind-boggling to me. <laughs> because you like STK private rooms. I don't like you can't STK. imagine that life. Private. I don't like STK. Harbor 60, I'm sorry. Harbor 60 private rooms. How much is a Harbor 60 private before room? We, before we even go into that. There's mad hood niggas in Harbor 60. Let's not get it Yo. twisted. Exactly. Yeah. Harbor 60 got, or hood niggas got Harbor 60 a lot. And, and STK. Probably they got Harbor 60 a lot. Primarily they got the white folks working till 3 a.m. smoking blunts in the back room. That's the main demo. And I, I respect it. I low-key respect it because, you know, they do. They're in the hood. They do their shit. They, they have their money and they come ball out. And they say, yo, y'all going to work for me today. And they be having them white folks with the shots of, shots of Casamigos running around in the back room. Blunts going. Yo, let me get 50 shots of Casamigos, Doc. Yeah, blunts are, blunts are being rolled. The music is on 10. I said, what? Y'all got 42, Doc? 
Yeah. And they're smoking too. And, and, and like you have to hold it because you want the business. Exactly. Because the scammers are there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't really care what people are like, oh, like the Harvard 60, this, that. People are dropping all the money on these private rooms with all these with 50 girls and three guys. Because I'm like, yo, of course the scammers don't care to drop $5,000 at Harbor 60. It's not their money. change to them. It's not their money. Of course it's chump change. They don't care. It's a number on a screen to them that they took from some old lady's pension. Like, they don't care. And then on top of that, you have to think about the morals. Let's get into this, right? I don't know if I want to get into this. Now, we, I personally, I feel like we can agree that scamming is pretty wrong when you're scamming from people, like you're taking people's money. What's the hesitation to I didn't hesitate, I nod. I said... You nodded sideways, you didn't nod. What do you mean? But anyways... You got us on the edge of our seats, Tristan. Anyways, <laughs> so these scammers go out, they spend their money, whatever. I feel like a majority of people would say that scamming is wrong. Do... And I'm just going to assume here, right? I'm not saying you've actually been in this situation. But let's say you were at the private dinner, at any of these private dinners that you've ever been at where the bill has been covered. If the scammers are paying for this meal, are you by default saying that you are okay with these scammers stealing money from people because they are paying for your meal? Is that now okay because they're paying for you? I've never... Like knowingly been to a dinner where I, a scammer is paid for my meal, but I don't think you, I've ever been to a private dinner and it was on the tab of a scammer. I was gonna say like, yeah, like how do you? What if you don't know? Like, what they're scamming from? Yeah, yeah, you don't know, but I'm saying like, if you knew it was a scammer, you're not gonna not accept the meal because so of scammer. If I know a, if I know a, this is a scammer and he's paying for all this stuff, yes, like, do I care? Yeah. Like where do your morals drop? Yeah, away? where do where's the moral compass there? I don't ask questions, yo. <laughs> but you know it's a scammer. You know this to guy be honest, is a scammer. I don't, Let, let's I, ask this. When when would it be a problem? If you knew that it was from like like he was stealing welfare like money for like Brett Favre or whatever, like you know, like Yeah, I would just try not Still you to. wouldn't ask any questions? Like I would if I don't ask, how would I know if I don't ask questions? Though, know. but you know this guy's a scammer. But I know he's a scammer. I first, I would not, I would not go out with them. You found a loophole. I'm in calling the, in, cap in our. Welfare I don't system. actually That's don't like calling cap. Why? Have you ever been to a private dinner like funded by Hoodmans? No. no. Who's funding the private dinners? I'm not gonna say the names. Just like just let's say just entertainment industry or athletes. You've Why would never you say athletes. When did I ever say I was going to dinner? You've that? never been to a private dinner funded by someone that was not in the entertainment industry or an athlete. Impossible. I don't think so. Bullshit. There's no way. I'm calling cap. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Bullshit. I really don't think so. I've never been to. First of all, I'm not. First of all, I don't even think I am. I'm not at private private dinners every week. You know, like I'm not like at Harbor Sixty every day. I've been, I can tell them time, like maybe I'm like two hands how many times I've been to the Harbor City. And all of those times have, have only been like y'all's tab or an athlete or entertainment industry adjacent person. Yes. I've ne- I I've personally been, find that very hard to I've been, to, I've been asked to go into a room once, like we were leaving. They're like, oh, come take a shot. And I come take a shot. I don't know what they were doing there. I don't know whose birthday or whatever. I go take my shot and I leave. So I don't know who, who paid for the shot. But I go to my shot and I say thank you and I leave. I personally find that hard to believe, but I can't say that you're not telling the truth. I don't. Yeah, I've never been to 
No. At Harvard 16, no. Because I feel like a lot of hood mans, um, well, probably a majority, like, there's a sprinkle of scamming in their hood manness, like, in the money that they're making. I don't think it's all, like, drugs or whatever type of things. No, that you got to get it however you can. They got avenues of... For sure. Yeah. So I feel like... Generating income. There's probably some sort of... I don't know. If she says she hasn't, then I can't say that she yeah, hasn't. Yeah, if she hasn't. But I'm also not... Sure. Like, I'm not going out to, like... I'm just rolling with hood men to, like, dinners and stuff like that. Like, what do y'all think that... What's going on over here? But there's hood men at the dinners, too. I mean, maybe. I don't know what they do. I, mean, I don't... I, come on. Let's not be... Let's yeah. not be coy. <laughs> <laughs> You can detect the hood man's in the room. Gucci ski mask. <laughs> Gucci ski mask. Gucci hat. Gucci glasses. Mark Lizzie. Montclair. Bust down <laughs> AP. Chain with a giant pendant. Chain with a giant pendant. That. Never mind. Never mind. No, what? Stop there. No, no, no. Getting too specific. Y'all not, yeah, y'all not getting me. <laughs> getting too specific. But Zoe, you're not that bougie. Like, you can tell, like, you can sense a room. Like, yeah, definitely you can sense a room. But I'm kind of like. I don't like. I say I don't know. Like I have friends who know like hood men's. I don't know any hood men's. Any, okay, now like, let's switch personally it. like that anymore. Now let's switch it. You're in the club. Okay. You 157 percent have been in a hood man section in the club. Probably. 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 You in my know lifetime? for a fact. Yeah. No, Not I'm... no probably. <laughs> You it have. could have happened. You have. Maybe. You have. There's on, not bro. no probably. I didn't ask. His and they're pouring Ace of Spade on their watch. I didn't ask their profession. <laughs> then ask what his ministry he, was. He could have been a consultant. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not an investment banker. I'm sorry. This guy with the. I didn't ask their professions. I. Just, you want to drink? Sure. The man with the Dior jacket and the Dior side bag is probably not a landscaper. <laughs> I did, not, I did not ask their professions. I and now, is that okay? You know that it's the scammers and the hood man. How do I know? How do I know? Come on. How do I know? You know. You stop being Just, coy. You can't. How do I know? You I do know. not assume a black man's but career based on how either. he looks. Oh man, look at what she's. Doing. You're not. Dumb. I do not assume a black man's career based on how he looks. Oh shut the. Okay, no, 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 no. Really good at this podcast. Next cut. Okay, so you're telling me. That you have never been in the club and known that someone in this section that you have, that you're in, has a firearm. Oh, no. I don't, like, I don't, if, listen. You don't think none of those men To have be guns? honest, I'm very ignorant because I was like, I have friends who are like, yo, that guy's a gun. And I'm like, where? How do you know that? I actually like I that. I generally like, I don't look for that stuff. I, to me, ignorance is bliss when okay, it comes well, to maybe, that shit. Okay, well maybe maybe if you're ignorant and you don't like know how to detect it, then like, maybe no. I I'm telling. I purposely make myself not detect it because to me, ignorance is bliss. Oh, here's a bag. Okay, here's a bag. I'll notice. I I will <laughs> I see. I'll be like, okay, I feel like that guy probably has a gun. Yeah, but my friends be like, yo, he definitely has a gun. Whether it's here or there, and I'm just like, okay, you know what? Shots because I don't. Oh, there's know. gonna be shots. All right. <laughs> But you definitely know the people you're talking to at the club, though. What like, do you mean? You can tell, like, someone is not, like, a freaking real estate agent or some shit like that. How do I know? You, oh, my, oh my Lord. I'm telling Next. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go. Forget it. We're going to be obtuse. How I'm being obtuse know? right now. Y'all not going to get me. How do I know? Y'all not going to get me. You're acting like... Uh, um, yeah, y'all not going to get me today. That's, that's like me... 
What? That's a you thing. What? That's How did like, I know she was a, uh, no. a prostitute? That's like me saying. <laughs> that's like me saying the girl. That's like me saying the girl with the lip fillers and the BBL and the fashion over bodysuit. How do I know that she's not a, a, a doctor? She could be. Odds are she's probably not. She could be. If we're playing odds and statistics, some statistics, some people like to pretend to be what they're not. These girls can work at McDonald's with a BBL. If you're working what? at McDonald's with a BBL, you're prior. You are playing the game wrong. Priorities a little mismatched. This flight, there's, there's girls who work at the airport with BBLs. You are playing the game wrong. No, they're probably just working so they could get like free flights and stuff. The the, the perks of the airlines. I know a girl that's like a video model that's like, she's kind of up, but she still works for Delta. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's the next topic <laughs> before we have to get into our sports our sports recap and wrap this up? We might be there. Oh, no. My last topic, which we got to get into. Okay, so the other day a bee flew into my car, right? Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Listen, one thing about I me, I do not like flying insects. If the insect flies, it's me versus them. I... I saw a tweet that says, I will destroy my house over a fly. I will absolutely destroy my house over a fly. There's been countless times where I've broken windows, curtains, knocked down lights, smashed light bulbs because I'm trying to kill a fly in the house. I do not fuck with insects that fly. So the other day, a bee flew into my window. If I had to choose between calmly driving to get the bee out or crash the car, I'm crashing the car into the guardrail. Now, that, in that day, I thought about, yo, what happens if just every bee just, like, turned on a human being? Like, what happens if every bee or wasp just said, sting them? Black Mirror did this. It's over. And we're done. What happens? What happened if, like, 50 bees just flew in my car? I would purposely drive off the gardener into the lake. <laughs> okay? So Okay. <laughs> Where is this going? So my point is, why are we not scared? <laughs> why are we not more scared of insects and animals turning on us one day? Okay. Because I'm telling you, if every bee, Fuck. if an alarm up. went, okay, listen, if an alarm went off in every single wasp nest and it said, Sting all the humans, sting all the humans, sting all the humans. We are fucked. We are absolutely fucked. Okay, I feel like it depends on the animal. No, Tresor. It depends where you are, and it depends on the animal. If every spider in the world said just invade the houses, we are... People are hurting themselves. That's it for me. Yeah, you're done. You are done. Did you, you see that Mexican like any mom spider, spider prank thing? Like any oh. spider of any size it? just finding its way into spider your prank? home? No, I haven't seen it. Are uh, you kidding me? Insects? If insects turn on us, I promise you, I am, I'm out of here. But all... You know a quiet place? What's the ratio of dangerous insects to non-dangerous insects? I don't care. I don't care like if they're harmless. Yo, imagine centipedes turning on you. Are you insane? But, but what are the centipedes going to do? Crawl! No, they can no the centipedes. Fuck? Centipedes, like if they were big, they would be able to like kill you. Yeah, but like the regular centipede. If there's a lot of them, like I guess you could get away. Centipedes got really sharp teeth. Yes, this is why I'm saying it depends on the scenario. If there was fifty thousand centipedes, like, if, if, if fifty thousand centipedes are coming towards me right now, 
I think I still have enough time to run. Like I can. And they they're coming. Legs, and they're coming like through the front door. Faster. And they're coming through the window. Where are you going? Just oh. run, 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 yeah, run, no, run. Yeah. Eventually, till like till I get, you're gonna have to fight until you get outside. And then Once they're outside. You, yeah, but it's it would have to literally be millions of centimeters. That's my point. Just on me. <laughs> Outside for that to be a difficult scenario, I feel like you can have enough time to get away. I think when it comes to like like birds, if Ooh. the birds say yo, it's up, we're done. We're done. We're done. We are all the birds. I'm talking like the pigeons. No, but the insects, the, the cockatoos, the blue jays, the ostriches, the eagles, the eagles, the, the chickens. The oh, geese. The geese. The geese. Yo, geese alone. Oh. If Canadian geese said it's up and it's stuck. We were talking about gang <laughs> shit. The geese? Yo, because you'll Yo, fuck geese. with you. It's even geese. a, like, there's laws that protect them. You can't yeah. even kill a geese. Like, like I think the Canada geese like, are the hardest gang in Canada. You fuck with one of them, they'll call they their niggas and they'll pull up with yeah. eight more geese. Canadian geese are the hardest set yeah, in Canada. Smart. Like, they know Absolutely. They too. Yeah, they know you can't kill them. They know, like they walk. So the geese are the white people of the animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah, they they are literally protected by like the constitution. Oh, yo, if dogs, if dogs, I just have that scent, like we're dead in like minutes. Yeah, dogs turn on us. We're we're, until the army comes in, then we'll be good. What army? Until the army comes in, if there is a mass invasion of any kind, the army's getting called. The army will kill all the dogs. Okay, so say we had like a mass invasion of horses. Oh no, that's that's not as hard. I feel like horses. The, I feel like horses are scary. No, exactly. They, they, but horses also, are scary as fuck. But also, I feel like the bigger the animal is, it's probably the easier. It's easier to maintain because there's going to be less of them in an area. No, I'm not saying less. Imagine this, imagine a million horses. Yes, but what I'm saying is, a million horses are not going to fit in this room. A million centipedes could fit in this room. So it's. I think oh, I it would be that. less danger because you'd be able if if you have guns. You could kill the amount of horses that could stay in this room. You can't kill the amount of wasps like, yo, that could fit in this room. Imagine you're just on road and just bare horses. Like you can't run. If, if I'm in a Rav Four, if I'm in an F one fifty, I'll get through a every few day. Before. Every day, like like like. Imagination. I'll get sometimes what do you mean imagination? Talk about a million horses in a room. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. It's imagination. I'm saying like sometimes be realistic. Like a million, a million horses a million in a room. No, I'm saying. You're talking about be realistic. I'm saying like be realistic around the imaginary scenario. A How million, is that possible? A million horses on road. You can't just be like, ah, I'm in my round four and it's killing all these horses. No. I think you forget how strong these animals okay, are. Yo. How aggressive? Like how mad are they? They they want to turn on us. Yes, but what I'm saying it's is us versus them. The million horses are not all just going to be focused on me. Like if I get so on a rooftop, somehow, somehow, okay. some way, there's going to be some have sort of avenue for escape. I, 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 have you yeah, seen I, I Am Legend? Get, like, like even if you shoot a horse while it's momentum, it won't stop. Like yeah. it will still keep going, but it will eventually go down. And I know big guns, and, but like, what I'm saying animals, is, man, it's not just watch too much TV. It's not just going to be done. me. Like you're, yeah, we're still finished. But I'm saying I would have more of a fighting chance because it's not just gonna be me. Okay, it's so not like the million horses. Your fighting chance would just have me. a gun outside okay, okay, your house and just for the scenario that like you're, you're on a farm and you raise horses like this. Is your farm. then you're oh, done. Then you're if fucked. it's just you're you, you're, you're finished. Okay, there we go. Okay, if you're, if you're just if you're in the middle of New York City, you you'll have a chance. This reminds me of uh, answer the internet. One of the mm-hmm. most popular questions they have is uh, if how many like if you were in an open field and had a bat and there was. How many small people, they say two-year-olds, I'm not going to say two-year-olds, but they, how many small people could you handle? 
in waves. What do you mean? Oh, you're like- in a field and it's like you know survival. <laughs> What's wrong? With you? And how many waves of little people in helmets could you deal with? Helmets? Like they're wearing, oh, wearing helmets? Yeah. But I could probably. Why am I fi- am I fighting them? Or Actually, am I talking no helmets. No helmets. No helmets. No, yeah, yeah. Am I no fighting helmets? Them? Yeah, you gotta survive. How many waves are you surviving? Of two year olds? No, but how many of them are there? Oh, I'm I'm it I'm knocking two like year olds four, out. And then it doubles. Four, I could do four easily. No, but it double after you kill four, then eight come. Like how many Ooh. are in the waves though? He just starts said it, it starts doubles. at four. It starts at four and then it doubles. No, I could do start, four. Starts at two. I could do two. Starts easily. at two, then it doubles. Two is getting wiped up. Get, yeah, two's getting two. wiped up. Four is definitely getting wiped four up. Four is getting swept six up. Eight. I'm not gonna lie. I think six I, is, it starts getting a little difficult at six. No, nah. it doesn't bat. get it doesn't get bad till you're in the twenties. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, no. If you have with a bat two year olds, you can still you can. Still Wait, win. we have a bat. In it? Well, this sounds very dark. No, he has a a why bat. I didn't come up to... with it. This is the answer to the okay, internet, say, and I didn't say two year olds. Toddlers? Let's say goblins, just for the simplicity. Okay, let's say goblins like that are like toddlers. Yes. Okay. And like you, you have a bat. No okay. barbed wire, nothing, just a bat. The most you could hit at one time is two, maybe three, and I don't know if this impact. Pact is gonna hit the third one. Wait, is it is it wooden or a metal bat? Okay, it's an aluminum bat. It's an Why aluminum bat. Why are we bat. here? How did Th- we get was, no? Is, that's six, what I'm saying. <laughs> six after six, it starts to get techy because you're focused on one direction, and if there's more than six, there's gonna be ones behind They're you. They're as fast as two year olds, though. Two year olds are not fast. Exactly. So you can. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm wiping them yeah, out. And no, it's a field, but endless field. I'm wiping so. them out. No, but also you're forgetting like. You can survive a million horses, but you can't survive 10 two-year-olds? With a bat in an open field? Yeah. 10 little goblins? We're not talking about two-year-olds. But it's you, not two-year-olds. No, we're, just, we're saying goblins to not sound like morbid two people. Two-year-olds can't even, like... That's my First, point. First, he, he said he started with little people, and then it changed to goblins. <laughs> little people's different Because I don't want to say two-year-olds. That no, that's what I'm saying. Little, little people, it's hard because those are, like, actual adults with, like... You know, okay, yeah, two-year-olds are children. Yeah, little people can fight. So that's that's what I'm saying. When it get after you get to like six, then it might start. People start biting you and clawing at you. You're gonna go down eventually. If four of them jump on you at the same time, okay. If to me, if they're little people, like full-grown adults, just little people. I'm not taking more than like I think five is my max. Yeah, I say five or six. If they're Goblins, aka toddlers, I can do like 15. 15. I don't think so. I, I think I could do a lot, man. Yeah, for I little think, I, I don't want to say children. We don't like I the can, goblin I can, yeah, toddlers. I can do like, yeah, 15. Little people? No, I mean, like, I could do like 30. Like little adults? I'm doing 30? 30? No. Thir- okay, no. They've 30? got the makeup of, like, they're not fully people. Okay. This, this sounds dark. It does. Yeah, let's, this sounds let's, very let's wrap dark. this up here. Um, I just think I would do pretty well. I'd, I'd excel. What? Never mind. That's not. That's a bad question. Okay. Are we sports? Ra- wrapping up with sports? <laughs> Speaking of sports, okay. All I have to say is, I've like I said, my grandpa passed away, so I've been in like, uh, what's it called? A bubble. Bubble. Thank you. Um, all I know is whoever this Victor Ute is, the Victor. I don't know his last name. Forgot his last name. Victor. Who's gonna be the number one pick? This might that not not this might. This will probably be the best NBA season when it comes to tanking. That's all I'm going to say. I am I don't care who wins this year. I am ready to see all the teams tank to try to get Victor, Victor as a number one. Victor Wembanyama. Okay. 7 foot 4 boy that's this hitting seven five. Away, right? seven He's 75 and Whoa. he is hitting 
like he moves he, like a guard. Thirty-eight points. He is hitting like step back threes. He is hitting sidestep threes. He is dunking on his tippy toes, and he can move the ball. Someone said he can play point guard. Someone said if LeBron was in five. his draft class, LeBron's getting drafted second. No, literally, people have said That's if LeBron true. was in his draft class, LeBron's number two. That's fa- <laughs> he's that crazy. man. He's gonna change ba- basketball. Well, we he's always, gonna change the NBA. It's, he's, it's, a, he's a risk hazard, though. He's definitely yeah, a risk if hazard. He doesn't get injured. So if yeah. God forbid if he gets injured, yeah, right. because you know men who are usually that or people who are usually that tall, they get first thing is back and knees, right? And feet. And men and who are feet. seven yeah. foot plus in the NBA don't typically have tenured careers for sure. But he is, mo- but he's not moving like the average seven no, foot no, plus NBA player. Like he, like he's he very coordinated. Like he's he, he looks like like a he's doing stuff I've never seen anyone at seven over seven feet do. Who's guarding him? Outside of maybe Jason Tatum and maybe Kevin Durant. Why do you keep seeing Jason Giannis. Tatum? Like he's Jason Tatum's tall. Giannis. Like Joel Embiid You'd get tall? shoot up. Right no, there. but I'm saying Jason Tatum is good defense for the size. He's like, what, 6'10"? I don't know. But I'm People saying he's 7'5 he's and doing stuff that Jason Tatum does at 6'10". It's a very so short list. So, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. I don't. LeBron's not guarding that guy. I don't know. He's not going to eat LeBron. He's not going to eat LeBron, but LeBron's in trouble. That nigga's Kawhi in trouble. Kawhi can figure it out. Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi figure it I'm out. I'm putting him on that list, yeah. If there's any... No, I don't think any... I don't know what anyone can do with a seven-foot-five so guy Kevin Durant, back, Kevin Durant literally said... LeBron would overpower him. Kevin Durant said, when that man comes to the league, the NBA is going to be shaken. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, yeah. That's facts. If Kevin Durant is saying that as a seven-foot man, and that man is seven-five... That's crazy. He makes Rudy Gobert look small. Who can really guard him? Like, if you could really, like, if you're a coach and you say you like, <laughs> yeah, who are you? Like, who, who are you? Are you putting on see, yeah, I'm who are you? Giannis. Putting? I'm picking Giannis. Okay, if you don't Me have too. Giannis. Me too. If I don't have Giannis, who I'm getting to cover that Victor kid? Yeah. In their prime or like them right now? Them right now. I don't even really know. Like, there isn't really anything that makes Kawhi sense. Kawhi is not Joker. guarding that. There guy. isn't anything that makes I think sense. Joker. Maybe like a nah. Joker. Uh, he's not fast enough. He's not fast. Yeah. This guy, this guy has moves. He has handles. The only thing that makes sense is that he's skinny. He's not strong. KD. PJ Tucker. That's who I'm. Or Le- but that's why I said LeBron. LeBron would overpower. I'm putting him. yeah. LeBron or someone stronger than him. PJ Tucker. That's yeah. What I'm I don't know if LeBron in year twenty is blocking consistent shots from. No, this you're not kid. blocking no. him. He just has to overpower him. I agree. Just knock him off his rhythm. You don't have to block him. Because most people, like, you're not going to block his shot. It's like Kevin Durant. You're not going to block his shot. That's what he is. He's a seven foot five Kevin Durant. Like, if he, he yeah, was, if he gets, like, stronger, yeah. like, if he gets more, like, sturdy, it's quiet. The NBA is fucking we, we quiet. We talk about LeBron and Michael and Kobe and who will be the next person. This guy could blow them out of the water. If this he, guy is doing step back threes, clean step back threes at seven five. That's He's crazy. crossing niggas out, sidestepping on the three-point line at 7-5 and banging these shots. I don't know. All net. All you can do is overpower him. That's all. Uh, maybe Draymond Green? Zion? Draymond Green. I'm, I'm done. Oh, Draymond. I'll say Zion. Okay, I see what you did So, there. you know, you can give him a nice, you know, two-piece if, if nothing works. Nothing do, we, works but, do we think Draymond Green is staying in the league? Or not saying, are we think, do you think he's staying in Golden State after what he did? No. Do you think he's out of here? Uh, oh, yeah. After this year? Yep. Because after this for year, everyone, after, hold on, wait. The year. No, no, after, after hold on, wait, after what people who don't know, after so Draymond Green, there was TMZ footage of Draymond Green literally knocking Jordan Poole out, like punching him knocking until he hit the ground 
one hit to the face and he was on the ground during practice. Do you think Draymond Green is staying on the team? Nope. For the season, yes. I don't think for he's the whole traded. season. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at least. I don't for think he's season. getting traded. For the season, but after this, he's done. After this season, maybe not. I don't even think he's staying for the season. I don't really? think so because I, I think, think so. I think he's good. he's gonna want to try to run it back. So I don't think he's gonna leave this season. They basically have a better team because they have Wiseman now. So. I don't. I don't. But if you're pool, can you really work with him, like as your teammate? Now? You, you think I'm working with a nigga who punched me in the face? S- Michael Bumble Jordan team. punched Steve Kerr. They the won a championship. There wasn't a video that everyone. Yeah, could there run wasn't back a video. Really everyone could run back. Surface though, that's a thing. Yeah. Do we even know that's true? What, I mean, I think multiple Jordan people confirmed it. I think he yeah. could. Steve Kerr confirmed it himself. He said, "Yeah, that guy." But like, knocked him out. I don't think he knocked him out. He just punched him. He just punched him in the eye and like. That was it. It's crazy because they announced it as, oh, Jordan Poole got smacked by... It wasn't a smack. And then the video comes out, I was like, nah. That was not a smack. And the thing is, like, I was talking to my cousins. It wasn't a sucker punch, but it kind of was a sucker punch. It's a weird gray area, Like, the thing is, he didn't, like, square up. You know what I'm saying? No, I know he didn't think And also, Jordan Poole, you didn't think... You're not going to think you get punched. You might think you you might get pushed back. But punch like he didn't that? Think he was so punch him. to you guys, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are saying if you push, if you shove someone, you should be. Ready you should to expect fight. to fight. Yeah, I, I understand. How do you that guys too. feel about that in I basketball agree. practice, right there? But in, yeah, the thing is with your it's basketball practice. You're in the NBA and it's your teammate. If I push you, I might be able to get pushed back. You know what I'm saying? But to get like snuffed like that? Because what happened when Jordan walks up to him and they get faced? I feel like that. No, happens. Draymond walks up to him. Exactly, and I feel like that happens. Like that you happens get in a people's lot. Faces, right? And yeah. nothing physical or like no one gets hit in the face like well, we as even, a result because of that. So like, but we don't even know what was said though. Like, exactly. That? Like we don't know what transpired like to get to that point. Yeah. Because Draymond said a, says a lot of shit to people on court, but never gets physical. But I heard we Jordan Poole also that does that. that too. There's reports that Jordan Poole's a big talker. You're saying he was on his high horse because his contract was Yeah, I heard we I heard I was reading or reading articles that said, yeah, Jordan Poole's known for being like, you know, that guy who like talks his shit. I mean I can see that. I think he's gone. I mean, Draymond has a podcast, so I mean, we'll I think find out he's eventually. gone before the season is done. That episode, I don't think so. <laughs> where, where would Draymond go though? If he L.A. He wants. Oh yeah. he wants to be a Laker. He wants to be a Laker so he bad. Had, but that not. team, him and LeBron were fucking. Ever that team he in Toronto doing thing. outside of fucking one restaurant. We that about? team is gonna self destruct. The Lakers. Draymond Green, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Pat and Beverly. Patrick Beverly <laughs> on the same team. Are you out of your mind? Well, it's next, it'll be next year. Mind. I don't know if all those guys will be on there. The Lakers are done. The Lakers be have been done. <laughs> I mean, if they get rid of Westbrook, then I think Yo, they have a chance. I know one thing about me. I know basketball. And I said Golden State is going to run it back last year. And what happened? I knew that team was going to win. I said Golden State is getting another ring. This okay, Everyone Zoe said, it's too Go, Pull up my tweets. Okay, Zoe, preseason. It's preseason now. Who's who's winning? I haven't watched preseason at all. I have not watched. That's, I've been. I haven't watched a single preseason game. Next, I've been. Now you, I you think need this an is, answer for I've this been next grieving. Episode. I haven't watched a single preseason game. Clyde, to be have? honest with you, winning? Yeah. I oh fuck. I don't know. I think uh, this is going to be another. I think this is going to be another like random team year. I don't. It's going to be a team a, that hasn't won in a minute. Yeah. This is unpopular, but I have the Grizzlies, honestly. No. I don't believe They're in John Morant. I don't believe in John Morant like that. I believe in Big 12. My boy 12, he could do it. Nah. But mm. I don't think the Grizzlies have enough veteran experience or playoff experience to win a championship. Nah. Neither did the Bucks, and the Bucks was like the biggest, like, we no one saw that was going to happen to. 
Yeah, but I think there was a lot of things that happened that year also that helped in okay, that. Yeah, I don't think sure. the like I don't think the Bucks won the championship. I think the Suns lost the championship. You know? Okay, really? We're getting into yeah. a different yeah. conversation. They we were up Wait, sorry. What did you just say? I said I don't think the Bucks won the championship. I think the Suns lost the championship. I I can't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's crazy, but I, I, I don't agree. Mean, but I just can't agree with that. Like, I think the Bucks actually won that. Like, I don't think so. Like, they actually went against, like, I don't believe a in team Devin Booker that was like ready that, you know? for it. But, like, I just can't. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, the way that things transpire, like, there's no way you're up 2-0. And I think Middleton and Holiday <coughs> playing the way that they played that series was kind of I like, tweeted on 2021, like November 16th. I said, Golden State Warriors, NBA champion. And everyone said, oh, my God. Do some scouting, and I want to hear your about? picks for this year. It's too early to tell. Too early Golden to tell. And what happened? Golden State? Yeah. Running it back? Yeah. This year? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, unless, I don't think so. Unless Jordan Poole plays at, like, an all-star level, like, Actually, a perennial all-star level, then no. I haven't watched any preseason, but I don't I don't know. And Wiseman. Best, Wiseman would have to be nice, guess too. from what you know. I don't know anything from this season. I have not. I, I, outside from trades, I don't. I haven't watched a single preseason game. Nothing. Well, but I don't think Golden State's running it back, though. I don't think so. I, st- I don't have a specific team, but I think it's not going to be one of them. I think it's going to be a random team. It's not going to be Golden State. It's not going to be the Lakers. Definitely not the Lakers. Definitely not the Raptors. Relentless. I hate not having headphones because usually I would hear the intro. Oh, I got you. There's, there. people, there's people in the world that are starving. You could Don't play with me. Just wow. <laughs> First world problems. People are dying. Kim, stop taking selfies. Your sister's going to jail. <laughs> okay. Anyways, everyone, walk. we have so much to Kim, people celebrate. are dying. <laughs> Literally. Um, welcome to episode, are we at 20, season three? I think we're at 20. I think this is 20 of season three, but this is episode 50 wow. of the Relentless Diaries. So we're, we're celebrating episode 50. We're celebrating 1 million likes on TikTok, guys. We hit 1 million likes on TikTok, and we're celebrating... Our beautiful guests here on the CBC Gem Show, Virgins. I'm so excited to have you guys here because I anyone knows me, I'm like a big like TV head. I love TV. I love good TV, and your show is good TV. So before we get started, please introduce yourself so everyone knows who you guys are. Big up yourself, what you do for the show, everything, and we'll get into it. Yeah. My name is Aiden, and I am the creator, writer, and producer of Virgins. So the brain's behind... The creativity. That's my baby. That's your baby. I yes. love that. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, my name is Hosanna, and I play Abby on Virgins. Uh, my name is Lou, and I uh, directed three of the episodes. Which three did you direct? Six, seven, and eight. So I got like a continuous storyline going. You got a solid run. <laughs> um, and you guys, you guys, well, you guys are been here all the time. You guys introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Trezor, and I'm the... <laughs> President of the Faithful Black Man Association and part-time host on the Relentless Diaries. Not part-time. When do you become part-time host? You're a full-time host. I meant co-host, not part-time. Oh, okay. Co. I'm Clyde Smith. <laughs> I'm the director, producer, editor, writer, uh, and co-host for Relentless Diaries. Writer. Writer. Yeah. What do you write? What do you write? Yeah. What are you? This is what do you write? Show. I write, I write. You wrote Aiden. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw writer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw writer in there. Manifesting. Manifesting. Look at him trying to compete with Aiden. Yeah. Like what is that? I don't know if our podcast has a writer. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Season don't. six, y'all have a writer now. We do? Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Um, anyways, so getting into your show, Virgins. So I didn't watch the last episode because, <laughs> so I have a really bad habit of spoiling things. And I wanted to keep this episode very like get into it, but not ruin it for people who are listening. Because I know people are going to go and watch this. So I didn't watch the last episode. You can talk, if you want to talk about it, feel free, but I don't want to be the person who spoils it. The last, like the very last I haven't episode? watched the very last episode oh. because I know, I have a thing where like I've watched, I'm going to spoil it. If I watch the last episode, yeah. that'll be the first thing that comes to my <laughs> mind and I don't want to ruin that for y'all. So my biggest thing is the, e or the East African culture that you guys depict in the show, I think is amazing. One thing I've always said living in Toronto, I've had a lot of East African friends. And for some way, the East African culture is so close-knit in Toronto that, like, everyone knows each other. Like, I will meet one friend in university and then one friend at work and then one friend through a friend and then one friend through a cousin, and somehow they're all connected. They all know each other. So how does that mean to you in depicting that in the show? I mean, that's kind of, like, part of our trauma growing up in the city. Trauma? <laughs> really? You consider that trauma? I mean, you can't go anywhere without someone you know seeing you and being able to, like, tell somebody else who tells their mom, who tells their aunt, who somehow it gets back to their dad. It's just, like, you There's have to be careful. always someone's uncle sitting in a taxi cab outside the club. <laughs> so that's trauma. Yeah. Walk down the mall with your boyfriend. Because there is a scene in the show, which I won't spoil, because I'm working on my spoiler. There's a scene in the show where it's, like, Damn, like, how did that girl catch that to where someone's trying to do something on the low? And Shorty's just, like, in the back, like, ooh, caught you. But I'm like, yeah, the East African community in Toronto is so close-knit, but you described it. I think it's, like, beautiful, but you guys describe it there, as yeah, trauma. There's good, there's good about it every time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's definitely, definitely, everyone is looking out for you. Right. <laughs> See, me personally, that's why I think, like, regarding that scene, that is exactly why I use self-checkout. So you don't really get into those type of situations, <laughs> like you know, like like going to the register takes too long, and you can't really be like on the low and elusive. You bump into a lot of people that you know at the register. No, because I use self checkout. But prior to using self checkout, you were running into a lot of people you knew at the cash. Really. I think prior to using self checkout, I wasn't really old enough to partake in those activities. You know, I feel like self checkout is not that new. <laughs> yes and no like self-checkout is fairly new because i remember being like maybe like a kid or like early teens oh, it's and very like, new yeah, yeah like self-checkout was like last like yeah, to me it's crazy yeah it's insane. like you trust me to scan everything yeah i said how could you tempt me especially with a dollar store has self-checkout you're like exactly. that's crazy no that's like crazy. Really? there's they're no way crazy. that any of us would ever ever steal from any of these <laughs> no stores. yeah never. we never yeah. but in a world but in a world where that happens yeah. i feel like these places like you have to know mm -hmm. right? i give the temptation out you know right why what? <laughs> speaking of temptation virgins is yeah. a very tempting show to watch. no i'm joking exactly. but there is a lot of um kind of like solid segue i think <laughs> sexy moments in the show and just like you said not trying to give away like any teeth um any spoilers but um as beautiful as the community can be that we're so close-knit and we're so um supportive of each other it makes it hard to make mistakes and to right. you know fall in love and to date and to like break up with someone and then date someone new there's just it there, we are experiencing all the same same temptations as any other mm -hmm. young person or any human being who just wants to explore themselves and their lives and their identity. But we're doing it with 
what feels like the entire community watching us. Mm -hmm. And so there ends up being so much secrecy. And so how do you get to really fulfill your kind of your self-actualization um, when you feel like you're being watched? When you feel like you're being watched. Yeah. Right. And I would say you also did an amazing job, like balancing like culture and also like the modern life of a Toronto young woman in the 20 something. How was finding that balance and representing it? Was that hard for you to find the balance of how important culture is in like the East African community, but also trying to be like this modern, like free, like woman and how that kind of interacts? Writing, it wasn't hard because it just is what my world looks like mm -hmm. and what our upbringing looks like. It just felt very you know, some, some feedback that we got from viewers was, is this a documentary about me? Right. You know, it just feels very autobiographical, but it's, it's not about me in particular, anybody. Um, but it's so relatable. This is just what it feels like. And I think in experiencing it, it's hard in the moment when you're in your early 20s and you're trying to navigate, like, you live in this world that is, like, super conservative. and um, But at the same time, you live in Toronto and you're part of this society as well and so mm -hmm. it feels like you're wearing two hats and you're like which one are you are right. you both are you one are you all three um yeah do you think it's possible to be both and all three or do you have to eventually pick a side because there's some characters where she thinks she's doing the right thing right and then things don't go her way and she does everything right so can you balance being all three or both or having it I mean, I think the way that that character goes about it is probably not the best way mm -hmm. to do it. But yeah, I definitely think that it's possible to be all three and kind of forge your own path in in the world. And I think that's honestly what the series, a lot of it is about, is like these four young women trying to figure out how they can be all parts of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah? yeah? Yeah. We're not just one thing, though. We're just human beings. Like, we're never like fixated on one part of ourselves. There's so many different things about us. And I think that our experience is the same thing that I think most POC people or specifically black people go through is just a lot of pressure to just never make a mistake. No grace, like just kind of always having to like walk this tight rope of making sure you're doing everything right and making your family proud. And it's never really about you. It's about everybody that you're bringing with you. Right. Whether you fail or you succeed, um, when it shouldn't be that. It should just be your life and mm -hmm. like, one day it's, things are going to go great and the next day things are going to go bad and it shouldn't reflect your entire journey. But it's hard, you know, for all of us. But I think that when you see a story that is a story you haven't seen before, I think most stories are just human experiences and it's a, just a nuanced version of a human ex experience. So when you see that, like now when East African people get to see this show, they're going to see themselves for the first time. Right. And they're going to be able to be like, oh, shit, like I did that before. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not the only one that like embarrassed my mom and did this and I had a boyfriend. You know what I mean? These mm -hmm. things are so small, but you, you make them so big. Mm -hmm. Right. And also the people that aren't us will just get another story that they can relate to because we have as humans, I think, a lot more similarities than we have differences mm -hmm. we just fixate on those differences too much right so. and kind of what was the the like thought process about making it around like air quotations virgins <laughs> you know because you know people when people are like are no because like i mean don't want to give it away but you know air quotes, there's it's a steamy show it you know, gets a little exciting um but yeah what was kind of like the thought process behind like you know kind of centering around like virgins and some women like not being sexually active, but they're also kind of like, everyone was beautiful. Like the hot girl mentality, they're very open, but they're also right, 
virgin. So how was that finding, like, kind of breaking that barrier? People think virgin, they think, like, oh, like, she's so weird. Like, oh, my God, she's a virgin. Like, she's not cool. So how was it, like... There's the, a label in box that you right. put in as, like, after a certain age when you, you know, say that you're a virgin, you know? And I feel like that show, you know, explores that side of what it's actually like, you know? So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I thought... <laughs> That word just means a lot to people. Right, it yeah. does. It means a lot to people. Right, it does. Yeah. I So this show was inspired by myself and my friends in a particular time in our lives. And it was, for us, it felt so normal that we were virgins. This was like, of course we're of course we're virgins. We're not going to have sex. Like, why would, that's so silly. That's so dumb. Like, why would we do that? Um, we're, <laughs> that's so silly. Like, sex. <laughs> silly. Ew, Who would engage in sex? That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it was so, it, for, for us, we looked at everyone else as strange for looking at us as strange. Um, and, but we understood the, the world context that we were in living in Toronto and, being part of a big city in the Western culture. And so it ended up being something that you know when you're with people of your own community who are of similar minds, that it's something that is lauded. And then you know at the same time when you're with your homies, um, it's something that is shamed. And Very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I, I, I don't think it needs to be lauded. I don't, and I also don't think it needs to be shamed. And so it was something that you just didn't want to talk about and it it was another secret mm -hmm. so, east africans have a lot of secrets their whole life is a secret um and when do the secrets come out do they ever come out they, they never come out they never come no. out no you take them to the grave i mean the ones that do i mean it becomes a scandal you'll never and, see them again yeah <laughs> they'll go back to the I home country like, there's a whole like yeah. social exile from like your community people t it's just like you don't want to be the one that people mm -hmm. yeah, talk about yeah they, like I think that not even just like I think that the immigrant parent experience is like the way that you're disciplined is by shaming you. Yes. Absolutely. Like yes. you get shamed as opposed to being, you know, taught like, oh, this is probably why you shouldn't have done it. And this is why we got here. Instead, it's like nobody ever does this. You're the only one that's ever done this. You're, and, you're, and you just you carry that weight. So you feel like blasphemous for the things, the mistakes that you make as just like a regular kid or like a right. human being. Right. And I, I think that's what we have to stop doing to our children yeah. Yeah. yeah i think the overarching theme that you guys portrayed about doing the right thing the right way and mm -hmm. the pressures of that coming from immigrant families is something that like no matter what culture i think that's, that's just like a, yeah like an immigrant know, thing yeah. in general do you guys think our generation is going to be the end of that or do you think some people are still going to carry that on I think the, the minority will. I think the majority is is understanding I did not like this and I'm like working through the kinks of my own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that most people are like expanding their minds and, and accepting that there are other ways to like exist in the world. But I think there's always going to be people who take the old mindset with them yeah. into the next generation. And there will be people in the next generation who also have that same old mindset. I don't think necessarily there's a way to escape it but i think like shows like virgins and other shows that show that immigrant experience do help to like change people's mindsets um something i wanted to ask about is just i, I feel like being a black person pe person of color in toronto where we're at is almost inherently like what your show is about the the parent the the 
the child of uh, immigrant parents, you know? And us being, you know, here in Toronto, that's like, if you're a black person from Toronto, you're the child of an, of an immigrant, you know? Most likely. Uh, most yeah. likely, yeah, most likely. Black I'm, Scotians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, because I'm not East African, so, like, a lot of the things that, like, I'll see Toronto represented, like, in, in mainstream media and stuff, and it's like, you're like Leonardo DiCaprio in that meme, like, oh, like, there's us, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um... <laughs> This show is so Toronto, you know, like there's so many elements of, of the city. Uh, we had another show next stop where we interviewed the, and it was it, that's that show was so Toronto, you know, it was almost as if you weren't from Toronto, you wouldn't be able to understand it. And I want to, uh, you know, applaud the the way that you guys almost sprinkled Toronto in. It wasn't like overwhelming and it wasn't like it, it was still something that someone could watch and you know, like, oh, what's that word mean? And, and understand it. What was your guys' approach to that? Was there, because I know there's also a lot of this discourse about using Toronto slang and the accent and for content creators and stuff as well. So, like, were you guys kind of like, let's really, you know, implement that? Or what was the approach? I wanted it to be as Toronto as possible. I wanted Toronto to be like a character, uh, its own character in the show. And because I think that the way East Af the East African community um, takes up space in the city is quite unique and I'm really proud of it and I wanted to show um, that we're here and that we kind of have like a mark we've made like a mark in some way even though it seems very silent like <laughs> no one's ever heard about us or heard from us rather um, I, I was really proud to have something from Toronto um, in that kind of way the only reason it looks sprinkled versus like more prominent is because we didn't have time to shoot more. <laughs> if so I could have, it would have been like yeah. way, yeah, absolutely. I wanted it to be clear that this was a Toronto show, that we were in this city, because I think it's whack that like so much things get shot here, but we don't get Never the representation mm -hmm. of how cool this city is. I'm really proud of what a diverse metropolis this place is. Yeah. and. It, I always take it for granted until I leave and I'm in ev other cities around the world. And you just realize, well, other like, you know, white majority cities. And it's just so disappointing. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh, everyone looks like one type of cookie cutter formation. Mm -hmm. And I love that here I get to see women in saris. And then on Sundays I see, East, I see Ethiopian women and Eritrean women in like traditional gummies going on the su on the subway to go to church and you just see it's just so vibrant the cultural representation here is so vibrant and i wanted to showcase that i think you did a great job of that so speaking of not having enough time to shoot more stuff so from inception to filming to it coming out how long was that process <laughs> 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 no, that laugh was crazy. She said, oh, you really want to know. <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember. Yeah, from Inception. Inception was summer 2016. It was been a while. Whoa, it's yeah. been a, it's been a <laughs> Whoa, yeah. yeah. It's been like a work in progress. Yeah, it's been six years. Was it because there was obstacles or just was it kind of just like, I want to perfect it. It's going to take time. When are there not obstacles? <laughs> That's very true. But we also face a lot more, right? Exactly. Way more. So how would you kind of describe the last six years and really getting this out there and having the world see it now? Yeah. You know, oddly enough, I wouldn't say obstacles. Mm -hmm. I really believe that everything happened in the time that it was meant to. When I had the idea, I had no background in filming in the film world. I had no business writing. I didn't know anything about anything about this industry. 
Um, but I knew Issa Rae <laughs> and I knew Awkward Black Girl and I was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do this. I can figure this out. And I really like applaud her because um, she really was the blueprint to make me believe that it, was, it would be possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I started writing, but I didn't know what I was doing. And it took, it took all of this time to, for me to develop the skill set to be able to be the not just the creator but the writer and the producer to execute what you guys saw on your screens Mm -hmm. and how important was character development and like having each character be so unique but also represent a part of like the east african culture because not just saying it because you hear abby was my favorite character i will say that (laughs) i loved everyone but i definitely was like i really like her and her story and i'm loving that I really liked her story and her character development. So yeah, how, of course, but even for you, like, how was it, is that very close to how you are in real life? Or is it like, I have to like completely 180 myself. Like who was this girl? Why am I portraying her? Abby and me are like completely different in the way that we we just tackle everything. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Even Abby's voice is higher pitched than Hosanna's voice. Yes. Yeah, it was a, it was nice. It was it was nice. I wanted to play a, a character that was a farther from who I was. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can relate to Delina more. Um, okay. And just in life, just like Delina's relationship with her mother, I, I'm like, oh, I'm also sweating because I'm like, I'm trying not to give it away. I'm like, <laughs> Delina's relationship with her mother. Yeah. Um, and just like her journey. Um, uh, but Abby is 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 what I feel like I was even talking about before about walking that like tight rope of always trying to be like perfect mm-hmm. and like and I feel like as as we go along with the journey of, of virgins we're gonna understand a lot more of why she's like that but I feel like she reminds me of so many people that I know of like just wanting to do well but it's like but what is the reason like is it for yourself is it for some other validation um she's a lot more analytical than I am but she's she's more of like I want to be the first, like, I want to be the one that's tallest in the room, and I'm the one that's, like, wherever the brick wall is, just, like, put me right behind it. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's nice to have somebody kind of bring that part out of you, and you learn a lot more about yourself and the things that you don't really see in yourself. So that was a nice, that was a nice part, yeah. Did you guys have acting experience before the show, or was this, like, your guys' first, like, coming out party? I've acted um, since I was a kid, like, on and off. Like, I did a lot of theater, done a lot of improv, um, but I, I was started professionally pursuing it about like four years ago. I think this is my this is my second project that like is like a project project. Um, so I would like to say I'm like fairly new, but it's not a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I've done for a really long time. And how did casting go? Because even like the men on this show, I feel like like in Ash, what I was like, ugh, <laughs> not him, his character. I was so like, he is fake, girl, like. <laughs> Sarah, please, like, no, this, leave him. Sorry, but like, so no. Well and I, like I said, his character, his actor. If that's not how he is in real life, he's a great actor. Because I was so annoyed with him. I'm like, get him out of here. Lovely this is a guy. sign. Guy. Okay, great. But yeah, his character, I was like, ew. Um, so yeah, and even with like, oh, um, Marcel. So I know Marcel. Really. Marcel? Yeah, I know Marcel. Oh, I Marcel. So when I saw him, I was like, I was like, this was the perfect. Perfect character for you. How did you get him involved in like all the men? Like I said, how did that work? Because they did very well. Yeah. (laughs) So we had a casting director Mm -hmm. and he they managed that. So they brought us a bunch of people and I 
would play their self tapes. Right. Yeah, we just kind of went through the the formal process. It, it was nice being able to afford someone to, Absolutely. to do it the, the right way. Because um, in the past, it was very like grassroots and like yeah. WhatsApp groups and mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, yeah, but yeah, shout out to a brunch store casting. But you <laughs> also those men. You also did some like like out like calling out to people, right? Like you invited Nasra to yeah. audition, oh, yeah. right? Didn't you? Yeah. And I also told Hosanna to audition too. <laughs> yes. She yeah. Did. You got yeah. The ins- I was going to say, you got the inside scoop. <laughs> Me and Aiden have known each other for a very long time. Nice. Um, we grew up in the same church. Families are very close. Mm-hmm. Like an older sister. Mm-hmm. So she's always kind of looked out for me and always like vetted me and tried to push me in this direction. So, yeah, I was very lucky. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't give anybody any favors. I think it's really important that you earn anything that you get in life, especially when you have like friends or family in the business or in wherever it is that you're you're working at because i i feel like i've experienced this in other ways but i feel like sometimes when you give people an opportunity as opposed to someone earning the opportunity they don't they take it for granted and for me i wanted as much as possible one i think everybody should just earn their opportunity mm-hmm. to you would know that like, okay, this matters a lot to me and I want to do a great job with it. But also even for like her own story mm-hmm. to be able to say that this didn't come from favoritism. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm casting, I'm not the only person who makes that decision. CBC has to make that decision. My producing partner has to make the decision. And I mean, with Hosanna, it was unanimous. Right. Yeah. You shut down the room. Period. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like I know the answer to this, but if you guys were to do the same show over again, but like from a male perspective, do you oh think you would be God. able to have the same stories or the stories that happen in the show are very specific to um, women from, uh, that are... Reversal man it. strikes you. Tresor's reversal man. Okay. <laughs> Anything you bring up about women, he's like, so if it was about men... No, I'm just saying... I was like, this is an amazing... Don't do that. It wasn't good. It wasn't... Wouldn't it be better if it was with men? reversal man with, like, elegance. Elegant. Elegant reversal man. the stories would be able to be pulled off the same or the stories are very specific to you guys being daughters of immigrant parents? So, so in the sense of them being male virgins or just like a just male like situation version? Do male virgins exist? No, I'm kidding. The male, yeah, the male version of the show, do you think you could have the same stories or it's more specific because of the experience you guys have had being daughters of immigrant parents? Okay, so, I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of really interesting nuanced stories from the male perspective. I just don't know them. (laughs) (laughs) Drop a bomb. I don't have my headphones on. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I I genuinely don't. And um, I I am a woman, East African woman who was a virgin for a really long time. So I wrote what I knew. And um, I would be curious. I'd love to see it. So any creators out there, I'd love to watch your show. Um, Season two, the male perspective. <laughs> uh, no, you're not I'm keeping my character. I will not be back for the second season if that's the yeah, case. So, you as a writer, do you think people writing uh, a story that they don't know about themselves, you think someone can properly depict that, or it, you think it should be something more closer to your heart? 
So I'll, I'll take a, I'll answer this. Also, Lou's also a writer, so I think she'll have a lot of great things to add to that. But I think that we're artists first. And so being an artist, we're always just living in our imagination and creating all the time. So I, I definitely think it's possible that you can write stories and characters that are not of your lived experience. Um, all like adding to that, we also live in a society where there is inequity and injustice and um, there, there are people who just don't always have access or the opportunity to be able to represent themselves in the most accurate way. And so with that in mind, we need to care about how certain people are represented and make sure that um, we're hearing from them in when we're writing about them and representing them. And so even just in the show, like in our writer's room, we made sure to have as many identities that were represented in the lead cast um, in our writer's room. And that included having uh, like a man in the writer's room, which at first I was like, do we have to? But, <laughs> but my... <laughs> you know, I, I, I joke about it. And, you know, our male uh, writing consultant, Lua Mangesha, is a comedian. He was really great. But one thing that he was able to highlight for me is like, you know, Eden, these male characters don't really have a backstory. They don't have like an identity. Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of just like props. And I realized, yeah, I don't like my brain isn't doesn't have a, as much care about building the male character as much as I had for building the female character and so in having a, a guy in the writer's room he was able to show me what my blind spot was and where my weaknesses were so that I could put more effort into it and build more well-rounded male characters who I am like really proud of now yeah but I'll pass um, I just I think it's just dependent on what the story is about I think that you can write Anybody can write any character of any identity if the story is not dependent on that identity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a lot easier to write a story that is about being queer when you're queer. It's easier to write a story about being an East African virgin when you have experienced being an East African virgin. And I don't know that necessarily you can consult your way out like into that understanding but I also at the same time like for using the male characters and virgins as an example the story's not about them so it's like you can use concept you, you you can utilize like a a consultant who has a male perspective to be able to like get to that place and write those characters authentically because the story's not about their experience you know what I mean yeah and I also think like we know obviously like being our children of immigrants there's a lot of like parallels because like I'm Jamaican Tresor's half Jamaican half Congolese Clyde's half Trinidadian half white no I'm kidding so yeah we all are products of immigrants but i definitely me being like jamaican i saw a lot of parallels even though it's definitely based around you know east african culture i saw so many parallels like you know your mom blessing you before you leave the house mm -hmm. or like the expectations of you want to be an actress you want to be a creative actually you need to be a doctor you need to be a lawyer you need to make act like a lawyer yeah you need to make 300k i know i literally like 
I wanted to be a lawyer, not really wanted to be a lawyer, but like I wanted to be a lawyer in university. Wanted to make your family proud. Yeah. And then when I got like actually studying law, I'm like, this is not for me. And my mom saw me like, you know, piercing my ears more. Like she's like, didn't you want to be a lawyer? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe this is the time to tell you no. <laughs> actually, no. Yeah. So like seeing that, um, that was really good parallel for me. And I think people but like whatever culture you're from, you can definitely see a lot of parallels in that. And I really appreciated that being able to connect and also learn. So I think you guys did a really, really good job of like portraying that throughout the show. Like Thanks, man. even as a creative you. myself, you know, like I used to make music and stuff. It's like all too common that just everyone that you work with in sort of a creative field is if they're, you know, a, a child of an immigrant, that they're like almost doing it in secrecy away from their family, mm -hmm. you know? So I, it's, it's definitely something that we all have in common that, you guys portrayed uh, in, in a great way. That's yeah. really sweet. Thank you. And I think we come from a generation of unpacking. That's like, <laughs> that's like the biggest word with like the stars. Unpacking. We unpack everything. We unpack our trauma. We unpack our childhood. We unpack everything. So um, like Jastor mentioned earlier, like, do you think that our generation will continue it? I, I feel like if you are a child of an immigrant, I feel like it kind of stops here. But if you're maybe like still in like the motherland, like Jamaica or like Ethiopia or anywhere, it, those might continue. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like once you kind of hit, like you're still very like close to home, even though you're in North America. But I feel like once you're in North America, you kind of see like social media now is so huge. Talking to others is so huge. We have that like theme of unpacking our trauma. Like I don't want my kids to feel, you know, scared to tell me about sex or talk about sex or anything like that. So I think our generation is doing a good job of like learning from other cultures and seeing, oh, we all have very similar traumas. Okay, I'm going to unpack that because I don't want my kids to go through what I went through. Yeah. I think that's where it comes from. You're just like, I don't ever want somebody that I love that's so small to do, to have to navigate alone. It just feels lonely. Mm -hmm. Like you just feel like you have to, you can't talk to the people that you wish you could talk to. Right. You know? At the same time, you know, I, I realized in talking to other East African women, about their experiences having like the sex talk with their parent, with their mom. And I was surprised, like some some parents were like su super progressive. Some were encouraging them oh, to wow. have, yeah, to like, you know, have sex, well, have sex, feel free, you know, learn what you need to learn and don't feel judgment about it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, I was so shocked I became the auntie. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, like really? But I think, so to, you know, to answer your question, I think that people just parent from a place of however much healing they've been able to do. That's very true. And it's like unpacking and healing and self-reflection and, and all these things are not things that are like taught back home. And a lot of people don't want to go to therapy when they get here. So there's just like oh, such a ways to go in, um, in like healing and our parents healing themselves to mm -hmm. be able to better parent from a place of being healed, you know? And so when you bring up like healing to like a black parent, they're like, heal what? They're like, Ooh. what are you talking what about? Do you have a house? <laughs> heal what? what do I have to heal? Do you know what I went through? <laughs> you know what? When you're like, oh, I'm tired. They're like, why are you tired? tired? What? <laughs> what do you, you know do? what I've been through to be tired? <laughs> but it's like, but that's what you need to heal from. Yeah. So mm -hmm. exactly. but what I was going to ask was, did you, did you guys have the sex talk with your parents? Anybody in this room? Did you have a? <laughs> I'll let y'all go first to answer Because when question. she was like, sex talk, I said, <laughs> Literally. Not really. I think when they tried, it was too late. You know? Oh. 
I mean, no, I think by the time that they were like, so you want to talk? And I'm like, about what? I've been like, thought and bopping for the past three yeah. years, mom. No, but it was like by the time I was like 18, 17. So it was like, you should have done this missed the boat. You know, right, right. On this. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't really have one. I don't, I don't think so, no. Me, personally, I never had a sex talk. Like, I grew up with a uh, single, in a single parent household. So my mom never really had that talk with me. And I remember once when I was probably like 18 or 19, I was in the car with my mom and my uncle. And randomly, out of nowhere, my uncle's like, yo, I hope you don't think that he's still a virgin. And I was in the back like, oh, what? And my mom's like, no, he would never blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so I think eventually I brought it to my mom. I was like, yo. Just to let you know, I'm not a virgin. And I thought that she was going to tweak out way more than she did, but she was just like, oh, do you use protection? I was like, yeah. She's like, how old were you? I was like, 17. She's like, okay. And she never brought it up again, ever uh, in my life. Yeah. The most confusing conversation I've ever had. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've never had the sex talk with my mom. I think like she just saw like certain hints that, okay, my daughter's sexually active. And I remember because like I wanted to go on birth control, but I was using it as it. Oh, I just have. I do have really bad cramps. I was like, oh, like I have really bad cramps, and like I have like one pimple, and I want to get rid of it. So I should go on birth control. And she like looked at me, and she was like, "Big woman decisions have big woman consequences." And that's all that she said. And I was like, "Okay." But I did have the sex talk with my aunt okay. because my I think I mentioned for probably previous episodes. My aunt had her son fairly young. She had him at nineteen. So I was funny. We were in like Sherway Gardens and I had my birth control with me. And like back then I was like, I have to get 11 o'clock every day or I'm going to get pregnant. So I like tried to like take one like on the side. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, sit down. And like she had like the sex talk, like, OK, like, who is he? You know, are you using protection? Like, you know, don't let no man drive you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Don't get pregnant. So she really had that talk with me, even though my mom didn't. I um, mean, my mom's a single mom, too. And just, just me and my sister. So. But I mean, I'm glad, I think my mom was nervous too, but I'm glad my aunt kind of stepped in. Cause my mom like got married, had like, she did everything like air quotations by the book, like got married at 28, had me at 30, had my sister at 32. My aunt was more like, you know, had her son at 19 then had her daughter like two years later and then she got married and all that stuff. So it, it's different perspectives, right? And she was able to relate like, okay, you're sexually active a little bit younger, but here's my experience and here's what I want to teach you. Um, but I'm glad that so even if your mom can't do it, I'm glad that someone did it. Even though my mom is still, somewhat supportive it's kind of just like make sure you're safe but like you know don't come here with no baby um but like even now like my same aunt has a younger son who's about he's 14 15 and i like i want to be that person like okay like he has siblings too but it's like yeah, i pick him up from school like okay like you're you're in grade 10 now are there girls like you know and he's like no i don't focus on girls i focus on school and i'm like okay you don't lie to me like you know i'm yeah, the cool right. cousin are there girls like and like i i won't tell him too much about me but i'm like you know like in high school like i was going to parties there were boys i was kissing he was like you were kissing i'm like i was kissing you know at this age or whatever he's like you know like i haven't had my first kiss yet but i'm like yo it's gonna come in time like you know don't worry so i like being that like older i'm not old <laughs> But I like being now. <laughs> I like being now, like old. Like I want, even though it's like I don't have a kids. But I like him and like being able to talk to him. So whenever I have kids, you know, it's like he's like my prep. So I want to like have those conversations with kids because like no one really genuinely had that with me. So like I want to be that person, like that outlet, like that trust. Like okay, Zoe, like oh I had sex or you know I kissed a girl. Like this is this. I'm like okay, like let's talk about it. Let's you know do go this together. Not too much, but you know have the support system. 
I always wonder what that is, like the not talking to your kids about it, or like when you're like watching a kissing scene with your parents, or just like covering it. Yeah, up. <laughs> like you don't see. It. Or when like I your mom like gets tight, she's gonna like, it's like sexy. She's like moving they're just, her and body they're looking around, the couch. Like, you like this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like the popcorn's burning. It's like there's no popcorn. Like, oh, you want to watch? Um, <laughs> I think that they feel like they're planting a seed in mm-hmm. your head. <laughs> they're like, if I if I say it to her, yeah, she's gonna know about it. She's gonna think about it. Yeah. No sex. And my mom would like she would watch the most like outrage not like she would just let us watch like anything like she didn't care what it was rated but it'd be like it would come to like, close your eyes and my sister and i'd be like oh my god and we put like the blanket over our head but she let's watch her she's like okay your close your eyes and it's like oh my god mom well then turn it off <laughs> yeah we would just sit yeah we would like if there's a sex scene she'd be like close your eyes and we'd be like okay and we put the blanket on our face like okay and then we take it off and the sex scene was yeah. done <laughs> That was my childhood. To be fair, there's like few things yeah. le- like more uncomfortable than watching a sex scene oh with your parents. God. Yeah, that's crucial. Now I feel like I'm a parent. I'm like, mom, what are you watching? Ew! And I'm like, literally, I'm walking around. I hear like panting. I'm like, what is this on the TV? <laughs> You're yeah, I'm like, what is this on the TV on volume forty? What are you watching? And I'm like, ew, mom. She's like, it's just Game of Thrones or whatever. No, she be watching House and Drag. They be like doing wild shit in Game of Thrones, incest and dotting and bopping and dragons and oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious it, yeah. about you, Lou, though. Like, ha- did your parents have the talk with you? Uh, my mother still thinks I'm a virgin. <laughs> still thinks. <laughs> is she going to uh, watch this? No, she's not going to watch this. Okay, because so, I'm like, don't make and this. She will continue to think that I'm a virgin. Lou, yeah, I watched that show. No, my parents never had a sex talk with me. And, like, there was two of them in the house, so they had no excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned about sex from school and... HBO, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> HBO. And even in school, it was like, I feel like the kids broke it to you before you actually learned. Because there's always that one kid in class who had like an older sibling who would like tell them as a joke. And then they come to class and be like, did you know the penis goes in the vagina? And you're like, what? <laughs> That's how I learned what? about sex in like grade five or grade four. This girl was like, did you know that sex, you, the boy puts his penis in your vagina? And I was like, no, they don't. They just roll around. What are you talking about? I genuinely thought that sex was just, you know, because in like the movies, they do like, yo, they hug and they roll around the bed and it's kind of over. I'm like, no, they just like hug and like roll around. She's like, no, the penis goes inside. And I'm like, I've never seen that. So you're lying. <laughs> and then you get to grade six and you're like, oh, so it actually goes inside. And then you're looking at so I feel like, but where does it go? Because like, you don't really know as a kid, like all the holes and you're like, so where is it? And then you get to like 18, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought it was process. a long hug. A long hug? Yeah, like a special hug between, you know, parents. It's a well, really it's weird hug. Yeah, special I mean, hug. we were kids, right? So exactly. it was just like a special hug. You know what, I hug. will say when I was like in high school, when I was like 14, there were kids who were like sexually active at an oh, extremely yeah. young age. Right. Yeah. And so, so that's socially. really how I found out, like mm-hmm. learned about sex was like socially. Yeah. You know what's so interesting though? I... In doing research for the show, I like I always thought that we were the anomaly, like the people we were writing, I was writing about were like we were the weird ones to society. But at the time in twenty seventeen a study came out that showed that sixty that millennials are the most sexist generation in sixty years. Meaning we're the that most sexist? Sex sexless. Oh sexless, sorry. Mm-hmm. We do not be getting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that on average, millennials started having sex at the age of twenty five in the US and uh twenty six in the UK. Yeah. 
And so I think that there is, (laughs) I think that there's definitely a perception that, you know, the younger generation, this swipe right generation is extremely hypersexualized. But I just think that those who aren't having sex are super quiet about it. Yeah, that's true. I love that. <laughs> the like, unison. Think about it, it's like, what, what, like in a room full, like, you know, where are they going to have the floor? I get it. I get it. I get what but you're saying. Also, why point. would they when, vir- like, Everyone's virginity has always been shamed that's and it's them, always. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's like a room full of people talking about their sexual exploits, why would you chime in to be like, I have not had sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have nothing to add to this conversation. Like, it's true. you know? And I feel like it's interesting with that same topic where it's like, for women, women are ashamed when they have mm-hmm. sex early so it's like some people will lie and be like oh i haven't had sex when they do but then for guys it's the opposite where guys who have never had sex would be like yeah i had sex when they hadn't so it's like the same type of parallel just on a different She's side from a different school you didn't know her <laughs> you, know, you know the guy that lied about so this is also never, yeah i was never a I was never a liar, but I definitely knew people that were lying. You never lied. I, on my life, I never. I was never like I was never embarrassed of being a virgin. Like that was just mm-hmm. never a like that was never something with me. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely know some people that were lying. But one more question I had about the show is like I just really loved how all of the characters were cool like none of the characters were mm. corny or weird ash was corny i just though. feel like <laughs> so i just feel like all the characters i feel like with the writing and also i think it's like a toronto thing where people from toronto are just inherently just have a certain demeanor je about themselves. Well, some of them yeah have a certain like yeah je ne sais quoi about themselves and i think you guys showed it really well in the show it was like it's like a balance of you guys being yourself plus also being the character. Was that intentional or were you guys just naturally like that? Oh, I'll expecting it. Um, <laughs> um, I think that everything that you do is like a, is like a different, it's like, what would Abby be if Abby was me? Like if I was Abby, it's like I'm bringing my essence into Abby. So it's like everything, that's how I think acting is, is just, it's, it's a human experience. Mm-hmm. Like you can, the, maybe like the the way that Abby gets through her her day is a little bit different, but the emotions and and the things that she's thinking and the her intentions are all like human things. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, <clears throat> you just stretch yourself. You know, you find those like pieces within yourself because I think that we're all. I never say never anymore in my life because I've said never. And I'm watching. And I've done. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm done. So it's like. Um, yeah yeah it's just like it's just like a human experience so i feel like just try to be as open as i possibly can Mm -hmm. not judge yeah yeah um i love that you like that you think that all the characters are cool particularly the main four i'm very proud of that so thank you (laughs) um that was intentional we wanted as much as possible like i didn't want anyone to feel like a caricature i i didn't like this community has not been represented on screen and sorry, <laughs> let's just ask. She, we need a Kleenex on set. Kleenex, 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 Kleenex on set, Sasha please. <laughs> How are we doing for time? Also, I think she said she had to. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, we can wrap up after this. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> you don't got no Kleenex. Hey, so we got a guy for that now. We got a guy. We got a Kleenex no. guy. Is <laughs> anyone? Is there tissue? Is no one has tissue clean? back there. Wrote us. Oh, Thank you okay. so much. I am so sorry. No, 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 no. I was trying to.
She's trying to be very quiet. She's trying to be so <laughs> But I'm also like, we're on camera. So you know, like, you know, like in the back, I'm like, you know, we're on camera. We're on camera and Aiden's talking. Like, yo, you got I know, you're like, no. I know, and you're looking at you, you're like, what? No. You got a booger, my boy. It would have been a lose lose. Either way, would have it never would have it never would have would have. So we'll get Kleenex on set. No, don't be sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I really am. Um, I'm 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 fine. Okay. But yeah, while we wait for the Kleenex. Yeah. Maybe you should start your answer again, Aiden. Yeah. Yes. So I love that you said that all the characters felt really cool. And that was... Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet on set. You just the Kleenex. This is a casual podcast. It is. It's very, yeah, this it's is very, very authentic. It's very casual. It's we're, okay. Yeah. No, You're good. Right. We're, we're, you're we're just saying set, about audio, like, yeah. sound. Oh, no, yeah. no. Quiet no, on no. set. Exactly. Yeah. You don't you're have good. to. No, you can cut it off if you want to. No, yeah. no, no quiet on the set, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. Yes, you know. <laughs> I just need to clean the next Save it for later. Okay, thanks. Go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> thanks, everyone. And? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you said that you loved all the characters and that they felt really cool. Um, and the reason why that's really important to me in particular is because the four girls, they're not just like four black girls. They are four black women, but they're four black women who happen to be of Ethiopian, Eritrean, Somali, and Sudanese descent. And we've never seen these characters before. At best, we've seen them dancing in a music video, you know, but we've never been able to actually hear the, their thoughts, their see their actions, um, get a sense for their identity. And I really wanted to do them justice. If we're going to see them for the first time and hear from them for the first time, um, I felt like we just had to, one, make them really full, well-rounded characters, um, but two, just like really, really cool because we've, th there was a, there was a show actually that did have representation, Somali representation, but it, it got a lot of flack because it was very negative and it was, they were portrayed as criminals and the whole show oh, was geez. like them as criminals. So it didn't, you know, the show didn't continue. And I just think we have, a responsibility and I'm really proud to be able to carry that that I want to showcase us in the coolest best and also authentic light yeah yeah I think you did that thank you I think you did that I'm excited to go home and watch episode 10 now because I'm like I'm not gonna ruin it um but yeah I think you did that and I think even like the the episode names being like Drake songs I, I caught it right away actually I lied I didn't catch it right away because I was watching on my laptop and I'm like okay I'm like signs yeah, which one like, was it for you that made you? I think it was Signs. For me, it was Dreams. Oh, no, Dreams Money Can Buy, because that was episode two, I think, right? Yeah, but I think I didn't really catch it. I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's a Drake song. But I'm like, maybe this fits the episode. Then I saw, like, Signs, and I was like, okay, that's like God's plan. And I was like, okay, no, this is not this is not a coincidence. I, like, looked, and I was like, ah, got it. Okay, yeah, that was really good. Also, like, you didn't notice? I didn't know that until you said it just now. I never noticed <laughs> So what did you just think? All the episodes like, are named sure. after Drake songs. Now, yeah, yeah. So you know when you're watching on the um on the on the what's it called the, um, the Fire Stick, mm -hmm. you don't see the titles yeah. unless you're scrolling through the episodes. So yeah, I know that makes sense. Yeah, I did catch it a bit later, but I was like, oh, that's a good head nod to Toronto too. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good show, and I really hope everyone. I encourage everyone to like take the time and watch it and connect, especially if you're a person of color or you know 
wherever you're from, immigrant household, I think you should watch it. And like I said, learn and also connect. And I think that's a perfect balance, at least my experience watching the show. So kudos to you, all three of you, for like being a part of this. And I hope we get a season two or whatever's in your future or a male version of Chisora really <laughs> wants to fund it. No I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I wish you guys all the success. And thank I'm you glad so that much. you guys so much. Thank you for having we can us. put you on this platform. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. This, this is our first interview. Really? Aww. Woo, in the Virgins. new space. Virgins. Virgins. <laughs> <laughs> nice so yes thank like thank you for being mm-hmm. our first amazing thank you for being our first thank in you for being space. gentle hey. yeah yeah you guys christened our, our new space this is going to be the space by the way i'm gonna talk about it later but no more i know i know we said nice the crowd can vote but we're not we're not voting anymore <laughs> you, this, you talked about it yeah yeah i'll talk about yeah. it but yeah yeah thank you so much for coming though thank you for having awesome, us guys you guys are absolutely lovely you guys are oh, the best yeah, thank, thank you so much for having us reversal man Huh? <laughs> I said definitely not the Raptors. I want the Raptors to tank, but Masai's too proud to ever do that. I want them to at least make the Eastern Conference. I want right? them to tank, you so we can get this tank. seven foot youth. And Raptors love European man, so exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Masai's too proud to tank. He will not allow it. Mm-hmm. Ah. You think we are going to lose? <laughs> okay. Okay. Everyone, thank you. This has been well, a crazy episode. After we won this championship in 2019, you forget what I did for us. And now you want me to shame myself into the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference. I would rather roll in glass than do that one. Starring Will Smith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, it sounded like a commercial. Thank to, you. I'm a side biopic with Will Smith. Thank you, everyone. You take the Raptors. <laughs> I'm going to do that one. You must think I'm a fool. Relentless. If you have gone to heaven and you do not see me there, you have gone to hell. This, this has been episode 19, 20, 20. 50. Episode 50, yes, but uh, uh, this season. 20. 20 of their Letters Diaries. Thank you all for listening. Are you done? He's done. We're going to, yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> you, know, like, you got it all. We're ending right here. You got it. Give me my outro, please. Thank you. Relentless. Sicko. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.